welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has selected a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selected from our movie genre, movies that in our opinion have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick... On the podcast... Is John's pick. It's 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Now, you may ask yourself, what is this about? Well, there's a detective and his wife, and she used her maiden name... Sorry, that's not this movie. That's the first one. This is uh, John McClane and a Harlem store owner are targeted by a German terrorist... Is that actual words? And a Harlem <laughs> It's French. A German terrorist, Simon, in New York City, where he plans to rob the Federal Reserve Building. Dum dum dum. Um, funny thing about this Die Hard movie is this is the first one to take place in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, also, little. Where was the second one? Uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was. It was an airport. It was at an airport. I yeah. thought it was Maryland. Cleveland or maybe Maryland. I don't know. LA. Definitely wasn't here. Maryland. But he was an L.A. cop coming. Four's in New York, too, isn't it? Or D.C. Four oh. is Oh, you know what? It was in Virginia. It was in Northern Virginia at an airport in Northern Virginia. Dulles. I remember because uh, I read it in the trivia and you said Virginia and that jogged my memory. There you go. And the fifth one's in Moscow. No, <laughs> well. It's when you know it's, you know, just like Police Academy. We want something to go good. You bring it to Russia. Yeah. All right. But um, little, you may not know this, Carly, but the John McClane character, this is actually the fourth time this character has been around. The first time was played by a gentleman you may have heard of. His name was Frank Sinatra. Uh, <laughs> no, I did not. In a movie that. called The Detective. And it might be the fifth time because he does show up in Loaded Weapon. He does show up <laughs> in Loaded Weapon. Uncredited. But the first Die Hard movie, they actually had to offer it to Frank Sinatra <laughs> <laughs> at 70 years old. And he's like, yeah, no. They had to offer <laughs> it? Yeah. There was something in his contract yeah. about that movie where if they made a sequel, he had to get um, be offered the role. First choice. And at 70-something years old, he's like, no. <laughs> did he say no? Hilarious. Did he say no or did he say, well, maybe? It would have been awesome to see a 70 year old Sinatra going, you'd be Kaye, motherfucker. I may, he might have said, well, maybe I'll think about it until they offered to buy him out of his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they, well, according to the trivia, he just said no. Sure, he did. Which, he said no to the tune of $20 million or some <laughs> other BS. Uh, that probably would have came up, because or maybe he just said no because he didn't want to do the movie, and Die Hard wasn't a thing yet, because it was the first. And maybe one. he leveraged it for a new bathroom. You don't. I mean, just because and no she's one. She's real knows. dead set on Frank Sinatra being an asshole, but I don't know why. <laughs> kind of was. Okay, well, I not, don't no, have anything against please him, but that doesn't take mean my he little tidbit about Frank Sinatra and talk about how much you hate him for twenty minutes. I don't hate it. Okay. Sinatra. So. I don't have a problem with Frank Sinatra. But we went to that uh, Sinatra lookalike thing, mm-hmm. and they told us some stories. Maybe he was kind of. <laughs> when John and I went to Vegas for our 10th anniversary, we went to a old-style Rat Pack review. That was pretty cool. Nice. It was fun. All right, so this movie, mm-hmm. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Is that the one that Frank Sinatra turned down? <laughs> no, you turned down the first one. This one actually was supposed to be Leave the Weapon 3. I saw that. And I really want to see that movie. I want to see a crossover, maybe. They're doing crossover superhero movies. Why not do one with Riggs and uh, McClane? Yeah, there would have been a lot less... Um, you know, They're old now. There'd be a lot less <laughs> acute accusations of racism if it was Riggs and Murtaugh. 
But you know, I really want to see that. Like Riggs, don't 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 open the don't open the briefcase, Riggs. I gotta look, Roger. I gotta look. I gotta look. You don't know. Damn it, Riggs. <laughs> Just picture that. Mm-hmm. And the only problem said, is neither of them could figure out the water trick with the barrels. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Well, Riggs would just do it the old-fashioned way. They need Joe Pesci to figure it out. Okay, 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 okay. So you got, you got a gallon here. See? That's exactly right. That scene would have been awesome. Please. Can, can we do that? Just Well, not with the same actors, but... <laughs> damn it! Missed opportunity. All right, so this got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is how I got it in. And 58% uh, on Metacritic. With a budget of $90 million, made $100 million in the U.S., which makes it a box office blunder until you see the $366 million worldwide. It only made $100 million. Only $100 million in the U.S. Yeah, it did not do well. How well did the second one do? I didn't look. Just well, in general, general, is it not good? Well, liked, no. That would, that would Everybody forgets about the three second one. Well, again, until you think of the fourth one. But then again, $100 million and 95 might have been... Not well, as bad as we think, you know. But on a budget of ninety million. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nobody talks about the second Die Hard movie. Even it's, if you got, it's as if it does not exist. Money, you're still coming out. People will talk <laughs> about one and three as great movies. They'll talk about four and five as not. We'll talk about five being a piece of crap, and they'll talk about four kind of being all right. But no one ever talks about two. <laughs> no, I mean, Nobody okay. does. Kevin Smith. We watched, I, I, liked, uh, I think last year, no. uh, last year I was like, Tim we should Jones. watch Die Hard 2 because ah. we haven't seen it in so long. And I think it's a pretty good movie. I think it's very overlooked. <laughs> I wanted him to do Die Hard 2. Well, I've been campaigning dire- for that for a while. The director of this is a gentleman you may have heard of. His name is John McTiernan. Oh, I'm yeah, like, what wow, he direct? That name sounds familiar. He did Die Hard, Predator, Last Action Hero, and Rollerball. I think he did something else. Well, he did a bunch of other stuff, nothing worth mentioning. What did he do? He did the thirteenth warrior that I did last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, so, John is still going to be a douchebag. Actually, I wrote in here. Oh yeah, he wrote me a little film. You may have heard mm-hmm. it's called the Thirteenth Warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy bringing it up, though. I wasn't trying to be a douchebag. I was trying to give you some mm-hmm. some play here. So this is written by John Hensley. Who's famous for Armageddon, the Punisher, the Punisher, which is akin to the Punisher, <laughs> the one with um, the Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane. Yeah, I, I like that one. Oh, so I forgot to say, John McTiernan, welcome back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saint, and also he wrote the new Jumanji. Then, well, he wrote the old one with too. The Rock. Did he write the old one? He probably wrote the old one and probably got a credit for the new one. Yeah, whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. The one with The Rock, I really want to do on the podcast. I might just... I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's really good. I haven't um, seen it either. I've been contemplating picking it as my Christmas episode. It's not underappreciated, but I might just pick it as a Christmas present to myself. <laughs> this movie I've been pondering it. Spoiler alert to the way Layton's brain works and a future possible episode. I'm thinking about picking it as a Christmas episode. It's a gift to myself under Dracula rules. <laughs> this movie has more of a Christmas than your movie. All right, anyway... So, um, starring Bruce Willis, welcome back to the podcast from Last Action Hero. Not a Last Action Hero, Last Boy Scout. I was going to say, I do not remember Last Action Hero right above this. Scout at all. I have no idea what happens in that movie. And we did it. I can't remember it. It's the football betting movie. I don't remember it at all. You got hit with a surfboard and say what? Surf's up, pal. I cannot remember it. The dude does a play and then, like, shoots a guy on the field. We did an episode (laughs) on it. We did an episode on it. I had to watch it and talk about it, and I honestly cannot remember that movie at all. I have no idea what I gave it. Maybe I should re-listen to it. Listeners, you should also re-listen to that episode, but maybe I should, too, because I have no clue what happens in that movie. Well, Mm -hmm. so Bruce Willis has been in um, 
I don't know, one would say a plethora of things, including um, Blind Date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you're going <laughs> with, Blind Date? I'm trying to think of some obscure things that he was in. But, you know, he was in Pulp Fiction and all of the diehards, and he was in Friends. <clears throat> and evidently he was in Friends because he lost a bet to Matthew Perry. Yeah, we were watching one of those Wired autocorrect interviews, and it one of the questions was, why was Bruce Willis in Friends? And he said, because I lost a bet to Matthew Perry, <laughs> which is hilarious. And I hope true. Good because they were in the whole nine yards together and the whole ten yards, but we don't try to remember that one. Whole nine yards is a pretty good movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also starring the great Jeremy Irons, who you may know from Dead Ringers, mm-hmm. The Lion King. He was Scar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman vs Superman. He was Alfred. And he was also in Assassin's Creed, which was not a great movie. But he's also in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which is also not very good. Well, he's been in a whole shitload of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Jeremy Irons, so we're going to go ahead and skip that. And. Uh, oh, Sam Jackson. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> he was great in Coming to America. Moving yeah. on. And every time he comes up, we always bring that up. And Deep so, Blue Sea. Yeah, so we're just going <laughs> to skip over Sam Jackson. We've talked about him. In the if last, you want to hear us talk about movie. Sam Jackson, then go listen to our episode on Deep Blue Sea. Or Perfect. watch any other movie. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Al says, you know the black guy in the movie? And you go, Denzel Washington? No, the other guy. Sam Jackson. Oh, Sam Jackson. Yeah, that's him. Morgan Freeman? One of them. That's the other, other guy. Yeah. Um, Morgan Freeman, I think, is the old black guy. Yeah. And also, I'm going to mention that Alan Rickman is in this. Yeah. yeah. He's credited. Very briefly. He's credited in this. And I'm wondering, did he get paid for this? Because he wasn't actually... It was stock footage from Die Hard 1. He probably got something. I'm sure he did. You had, you had to give him a couple shekels yeah. or something. Be like, hey, we're going to put a little thing. Just Residuals. So- we're going to send you a buck fifty. They do, and the reason they do that is because of Back to the Future Two. You heard about all that. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I can't remember his name. They tried to the crazy guy. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Crispin Glover. Yes. They tried to screw him out of uh, Back to the Future Two, and his case is the reason that if anybody's putting a movie like that, they have to they pay them something. Or well, welcome back to the podcast, Alan. Yes, well, from the Princess movie you made us watch. A little chaos. That's the one. It's not a movie and about a princess at Sweeney all. Todd and Love Actually. This is his fourth appearance on the podcast. So I think he he's might be getting up to oh, image and poots levels. No, I think he, he just passed. What's that schmuck's name that you hate? Oh, he was uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Matthew. He, just, yeah, he beat Matthew Lillard. He's passed Matthew Lillard. That's all that matters. All right, he's the last a four, four timer. It last. would be if I knew how to make spreadsheets. <laughs> it would Not be hard. interesting to make like a spreadsheet of the main actors in movies we've done and see who's actually been on the. It's podcast not going to be the main actors that's going to surprise. It's going to be like the the some like people background, in the background dude, that's yeah. Yeah. like ten like episodes. Yeah. Don't we never. I mean, Kevin Bacon's <laughs> made quite a few appearances as well. well. You'd have to go back and look at all the movies and then cross reference them. It would take yeah. a really long time. And yeah. I'm not. One if somebody was interested in spreadsheets, it would be interesting. All right, friends, if you want to do that, we'll all be eternally grateful. And the last person I want to email it to us. Last person I want to mention is a guy named Tony Halme. Now, he was the big dude who picked the bomb up and then said, I don't want to put this in the car. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned him for very specific reasons. One, he was the first wrestler who became professional MMA fighter and fought in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He didn't do so well. He lost his only match. He was a big motherfucker. Yeah, he lost to Randy Couture. He got his ass mm-hmm. beat. He also wrestled in the 90s. But he was this guy was a professional boxer and uh he was in the parliament of Sweden or Finland. Sorry, Finland. Um, oh, really? 
<laughs> For a second, I'm like, what the hell is the Parliament of France? But it took me a second to <laughs> realize that that was the actual political party. Was, uh, fight. <laughs> like some sort of fight club or band? No, I don't know. The guy, he did it all. He's dead now. Uh-oh. But he did a lot in, in a short period of time. So I like to, I'd like to mention him because he's an enormous man who sticks out. Good for that guy. All right, so here's some reviews. Kyle Cutler thinks die hard, best die hard ever exclamation point. You got Samuel L. Jackson as a great Zeus Carver and Jeremy Irons as Simon, (coughs) no last name. (laughs) Filled with with classic action, you will never be disappointed with this piece of amazing space-ness for a die-hard movie. He's not an English major. No, (laughs) obviously. Anyone who thinks that the first is the best is just kidding themselves. This is the best Die Hard and is the most Die Hard of all the Die Hard movies. Hmm. I can't argue with that because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I picked this because of that last yeah, line. Yeah. I was like, the most Die Hard of the Die Hard movies? Yeah, that's it. Well, I feel like this is the one where John McClane almost dies the most. Like, could he have gotten any more damage or in any more fights? So many times he's covered in fucking blood. He's like dripping blood by the end of this one. Mm-hmm. All right, and... Contrast to that, Martin West says, "Worst Die Hard movie to date." Dot dot dot. When did when Fact. did this happen? Um, I didn't write that down. So the, that would have been interesting. <laughs> so what did if you it think? Was recent or not? What did you think, Elaine? I thought I liked the film. Riveting, Tony. <laughs> I was like, I have not seen this in a long time, so it would be interesting to see it, revisit it. Carly, I thought I know I've seen it. Don't remember which one it is. They all run together. <laughs> it's funny because this is the one that was that always on TV, but none of us have actual cable anymore. Mm-hmm. So you probably, like, I've seen this one the most because it's the one that was always on TV. Hot times. I watched it a long city. time okay. ago a lot, you know? Yeah, because it was so, always on. Now I watch one and four. This is the first one to not take place during Christmas, but that doesn't stop me from getting a lot of Christmas references in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in an alternate ending, it takes place during Christmas. Was what year is Pulp Fiction? Ninety four. Okay, because there's a pulp, uh, a minor Pulp Fiction reference in this, and I was like, so is this referencing Pulp Fiction or is Pulp Fiction referencing this? But we'll get into that. No, this is referencing Pulp Fiction. I didn't know. It was I didn't the, know what it was in the out. trivia. Oh, they say. Well, when we get there, Tony, don't okay. forget to spit it out. Okay. All right. So, hot time. Summer in the city starts playing, and we see uh, New York, and we see that it's hot, and then. It's a summer Do in the city. we see it's hot? Yeah, we see that. It's it hot. could be breezy. It's not. Okay. It's a it's hot like I wasn't time. Super paying attention, like I mean, it's just a sunny day in the city, but it well, could be breezy. You don't know. Well, what's important is that when you look real hard right at the end here, the bomb goes off, so it's hot right there. That is true. <laughs> Thousands of degrees, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it got really hot right there. Just for a second, though, and then it was breezy again. I'm sure the heat, you know, it dissipated, but <laughs> it got significantly cooler right away. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah. All right. We cut to the police department. The phones are going crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's an urgent call on the phone. And we're like, hey, I'm busy right now. He's telling like, I guess she's a phone operator or something or a secretary because she's not in uniform. I don't know. No, but she's with him all over the city. Like she's his personal assistant or yeah. something. Like she's mm-hmm. not in uniform at any time, mm-hmm. but she's always telling him someone's on the phone for him or he's got a phone call or... It's really weird. Maybe that's how, you know, that's her job. It's, it, it's not the blonde lady. No, the black. Okay. it's the black lady. The blonde lady is Connie. Because but the blonde I can't lady, remember I, what the black lady is. I was waiting is. for her to be the psychiatrist, like, in Lethal Weapon. 
That might have been the second it looked like. <laughs> yeah. But so, no. anyway, he's like, you better take this. Simple Simon um, to the pie man. I want one of your pies. And he's like, look, I ain't got time for this. He's like, I, where is John McClain? John McClain, uh, he's on suspension. Well, not anymore. <laughs> and this is a weird opening because I, for half a second, I was like, did this, did I hit the chapter button or something? Because it's just kind of a weird cold opening mm-hmm. that seems like it's the middle. You know what I mean? Like, but no, nah. I was like, oh, fine. But they just start it's with the starts, go. They just go. And quick interruption. So this woman that plays the black lady, her, her character's name is Officer Jane. So she must be another detective hmm. because she's in plain clothes the whole time. But she also doubles as this dude's secretary, which doesn't seem right. Maybe she's on suspension. Now. Well, Inspector Walter Cobb. Mm-hmm. Which, Inspector, what? This is the fucking New York Police Department. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I am. They wouldn't call them Inspector. <laughs> okay. All right, so Simon says that he's put another... He wants to play a game with Officer McClane. And he's put another bomb somewhere in the city, and he won't tell you where. Go get John McClane. And we cut to John McClane. He's in a van. And he's like, anybody have any aspirin? Because he is evidently very hungover. Well, he was on suspension. So he wasn't thinking he had to get up and come to work today. So he's probably just been drinking nonstop, because he doesn't seem like he's got a lot going on in his personal life. No, not so much. And there's some small talk about, hey... What was a lotto number? Uh, you always, and he's like, hey, you, you still play your badge? He's like, oh, yeah, always the same thing. 6991. That might come up later. The, nah. More of the chances. They might have just spray painted on the side. You'd be like, remember this. And they during all, seem all this. I think John McClain is a dirt bag, by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of messing around, like, oh, hey, you know, he's going over some other cases with the inspector, like, hey, I have a murderer. Who do you want working that? Yada, yada, yada. I have a case where there's 13 dump trucks missing. That's 13 dump trucks missing. If it was uh, in the script, it'd be in bold. Yeah. <laughs> These are plot points. In the trivia, it says it would take 420 dump trucks to take that amount of gold out of the Federal Reserve, Ooh. FYI. So 13 is not enough. Blame taking my goddamn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did all this work on gold for this. I won't say anything I'm, else. I'm, I'm I'll just sit here Well, when we get to gold, you can tell us some interesting facts about okay. gold. And I love gold. <laughs> oh anyway there's a tiger wow and John's like hey it's an insurance fraud yeah. um, they did it over in Vegas and I think some guys in Jersey did it trust me it's insurance they fraud they split the money with the guys yeah, that's, that's set it up that's called misdirection anyway so then finally he's like oh hey we're, we're here he's like where's backup uh, about backup he's like what do you mean there's no backup yeah we got it. You're on your own on this one. They're going to be 10 blocks away. <laughs> the captain keeps asking about Holly, and he's like, uh, I haven't talked to her. And then he's like, hey, what about Holly? Would you get fucking Holly arrest? God damn it. It's not Captain, honey. It's Inspector Walter <laughs> Hey, Hey, Walter, stay in your it's fucking grand, lane. It's Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Inspector. No one expects this. So then when he's finally, you know, saying enough about Holly, he looks at the woman, Connie, and is like, you're the first person since Holly to see me do this. Oh, I'm honored. Yeah, so was she. Because he's getting naked. Naked. And he's not even getting to go to Tahiti. Naked in Tahiti. That's from uh, Metro with Eddie Murphy. Which I haven't done yet, and it is on my reserve I haven't list. seen it. You will. Eventually. <laughs> That's a pretty right. good one. All right. So then he gets out of the van, and he has to have a sign on his neck. What does the sign say, Carly? I actually wrote that down. Look, what does it say? Are you, <laughs> you serious? What does it say, Carly? That he hates black people. Ignorant black people. That's not, <laughs> that's not, black not people. what it says. 
it's he's, it says a word that Carly doesn't say. <laughs> we have an N bomb right there, and honestly, there was on this was in the trivia. The placard, the um, what do they call those? The sandwich signs. Yeah. There was nothing on it. They superimposed that later in post. I hate <laughs> racial slurs. <laughs> and for the TV edit, it says I hate everybody, yeah. which was easy to edit out because it wasn't actually part. Of yeah. It. Mm-hmm. So the the challenge was, or the assignment was, you have to drop him off in the like worst street in Harlem. Well, that, the, this, any street in Harlem would probably get attention. I've never been to New York City, and <laughs> he has really- to be wearing this racial slur on a plaque or like a billboard sign. in Harlem. And he says, "I'll be dead in four minutes." They're like, "We'll come back in ten or 15. I can't remember. Yeah. He Which says, is- "That's fine. I expect to be dead in four. Which is kind of silly because. If they just shot his ass, then that would have been end of the movie. The, the, all his little yeah machinations or whatever. Well, he's wearing that that uh, sandwich sign is also a plot hole. Yeah. But what's special about this is this: if you were going to New York and look for this now, right in that same street, I don't know about that same street, but close to that, you'd find Neil Patrick Harris because he lives in Harlem. Yeah, it's all clean. They I mean, have it's gentrified now. Oh, yeah. big time! Like Harlem is a nice place to live, which still is hard for some of us to wrap our heads around. Is like. No, you don't go to Harlem. That's just a place you don't go. Anyway. So, and we cut to Zeus, who's in his shop, and his nephews come in. And we find out that, hey, Tony... Sent them with this sent stereo. Sent them with this stereo, and he wants to sell it to him. Yeah, my uncle gave it to me. He says... What? He says, we found it. He says, no, he didn't. His uncle gave it to him. Tony, what are you doing to these kids? Hey, my uncle gave me a radio. I want to get rid of it. Sam's same, moving product. You know? mm-hmm. And Zeus lectures his nephews about being stupid. He says, hand me that newspaper. And he smacks him with it. <laughs> Which is a smart move. And he's uh-huh. like, look, don't let him use you. You're walking around with stolen property. Yeah. He can walk away and pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. He'll say you don't know anything about it if you get caught. And we get a little tidbit here where he asks the kids, so why do you want to go to school? So we can educate ourselves. And they go through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, who do you not want to help us? White, White people. people. <laughs> So we get an interesting little look into Zeus's soul. It's like, okay. And the nephews are trying to leave and they're like, hey, uncle, there's a white man in the street. And Zeus is like, seen one, which is a very <laughs> funny line. <laughs> and his like, not like this. <laughs> so, so he's like, call the cops. Zeus looks in and goes like, ooh, call 911 <laughs> and then go to school. And Zeus is like, you can see in his face he doesn't really want to... Am I killing your stuff here? No, no. Because you keep crossing things out like, damn it! Just want to make sure it's said. Just jump out when you can, okay? Just jump jump in when you have it. Tony. I know. Tony, you're usually pretty quiet, but you just got to jump out there and interrupt. <laughs> Friends, Tony has a bunch of little um, knowledge bombs that he's willing... He wants to drop. I but did. We're all... We're jumping his stuff here, and he's just got to be more aggressive. We're only 20 minutes in. You got to be more aggressive on these, okay? No, I just want to make sure that, you know... That I don't, I don't say them trivia. again. Anything I have to say is just, woo, flying in my brain at the moment. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times that I've read through the trivia while it was playing because I didn't really need to pay that much attention. So Zeus walks up to John and says, get in my shop. You, you feeling okay, sir? And he's like, this is a police matter. Go away. He's like, God damn, it's a police matter. You better get in my shop before those guys down there see you. Yeah, he says, you got about 10 seconds before those guys see you and kill you. <laughs> It's like, this is a police matter, and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, and oh shit, the gentlemen see him, and you hear, what the fuck? <laughs> they ask Zeus, is he a friend of yours, Zeus? Does he look like a friend of mine? 
Keep in but mind, I friends. think he got out of the mental hospital. You know, like this Bellevue dude must be crazy. Yeah. So John catches up to this. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I have really, you know, I'm gonna hear the voices of my own God, and I have a headache, and I really do have a very bad headache." <laughs> just then, a gentleman flips like a, a it's a stiletto, and then throws it into it's, the board it's into awesome. his chest. He's like, "Oh man!" And one of the guys has a basketball, and he hits him in the head with it. One of them punches him. Then the yeah. guy pulls the knife out and cuts the board off. And then another guy hits him in the head with a bottle and drops John. Just then, Zeus sees that there's a gun strapped to John's back. And he grabs the gun, pulls it on all of these gentlemen, and says, Back up! Back the fuck up! Like I told you, I think this dude is nuts. Like, you don't kill a crazy dude. <laughs> and they're very upset at Zeus. And so they steal, well, they don't steal, they hijack a taxi cab. And he's like, Back up! I don't want to do it, but you know I will! And they jump in the cab and they're like, just go, 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 go. The cab driver thinks they're robbing him. He's like, I have some money. They're like, we don't want your fucking money. Yeah. Just <laughs> Take your money back. Just get the fuck up out of here. And just then, uh, John's like, oh man, thanks, Jesus. It's been a great, you know, I really appreciate it. And he's like, why do you keep calling me Jesus? Well, they kept calling you Zeus back. No, they didn't say Jesus. They said, hey, Zeus, my name is Zeus. You know, like... Father of Apollo, don't fuck with me. I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. <laughs> Zeus. All right, fair enough. He could have been Jesus. Do I look Puerto Rican to you? No, but that doesn't mean he wasn't Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. It's New York. It's a melting pot. That's true. Um, Sammy Davis Jr.'s mother was Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, bring the, bring the rap hat back into this. I'm going to have a Dean Martin trivia for you. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned for that. All right. So, cut to one police plaza, which is where he tells the cab driver to go, and you hear Zeus in the back, oh, damn. Because he thinks about it, and those guys are fucking up his shop right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. But you gotta hope his nephews, sons... They're his nephews. Were actually out, went to school. Actually went to school instead of waiting for those guys to fuck up his shop. I think they'd leave. I don't know. His nephews a, don't seem very smart. Well, his nephews are clearly fine, and we'll get back to them later. Well, we don't know that at this time. <laughs> okay, well, friends, if you're worried about it, they're spoiler just, alert. They're, they're, they're going to be our this movie from 1995. Well, maybe they haven't seen it. Emily, they, they could be. Emily Carly. hasn't seen this yet. Welcome back to the podcast, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> I don't know. Has Emily seen it? Emily, have you seen this movie? You know, Emily, what? did you watch a lot of movies with Dad? Because you probably have seen it then. If you watched a lot of movies with your dad, <laughs> and if you haven't, um, go back and watch Big Trouble in Little China and listen to a Big Trouble in Little China God, episode. She has seen Big Trouble in Little China. There's no way she avoided that as a child. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> he watched it like every couple months. All right, so there's a, um, a shrinking. He's talking about Simon. He's a megalomaniac. And we learn that what he wants to do is, is kill you. And John's like, kill me. Terrific. <laughs> so a bomb expert shows up, and he's like, look, we found this. And it's a suitcase, and he opens it up, and he's like, this is really exciting stuff. And he's slamming it around, and like, should you be slamming it around? He goes, yeah, it's a two-part mixture, you know, kind of like epoxy. And it's separate, they're fine. But then you mix them a little bit, and he mixes them just a little, little, just a smidgen, if you will, Carl. Just a little smidgen. He puts it on the tip of a, a paper clip. Of a paper clip. And then what does he do with that paper clip? Throws it into the next room. And explodes a chair. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> then, shits their pants. Like, I mean, this like is you do. A yeah. working police station. Yeah. And they're there like, God damn it! Here who don't know what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Connie almost shoots him. Yeah, not the people you want to. Everybody's got blow guns. Up stuff. <laughs> All right, so 
Now Simon calls and everybody picks up the phone and Simon calls. Is everyone near this thing? Where are my pigeons? Are I pigeons? love the 1990s. Let's get a trace. Everybody's in yeah. on this call. All the cords. Yeah. <laughs> like, still, we see the big spinning thing. <laughs> so th- there were two pigeons. Like two pigeons like, you know, Mr. McLean and the other gentleman. I do believe he calls him a black man. He calls him Ebony, I think. Uh, no, no, no on the, the phone, phone he calls him, calls him a, the Ebony Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got a problem with Ebony? He's like, no. No, I got a problem with the fact that you <laughs> fucked up John McClane's murder. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I spent a regular time planning that murder, and you done fucked it up. So now, you're in on this. Zeus gives him shit, and Simon hangs up. And they're like, oh, don't worry, he'll call back. Uncomfortable minute. Stretched out just a tad after that, and Simon calls back. Um, and they, they trace it, but they're like, oh, hey, he's in Boston. No, he's in Dulles. No, he's over here. They're scrambling the call. And Simon calls him out on it, having a hard time tracing the call, are you? Mm-hmm. Well, John, what we're going to do is we're going to have some fun. Um, you're going to send you to a payphone, and John's giving him shit. And just when he starts pushing him, he stutters. And John catches that, and he's like, you know, he starts giving him more shit. Anyway... So the inspector chimes in and is like, hey, we know John's a piece of shit. That's why, you know, his wife left him. His kids want nothing to do with him. He's currently suspended because he's pissed off everybody. He's about two seconds away from being fired. Trust me, he's a piece of shit. He's not worth it. And Simon's like, yeah, I don't care. He's like, are you offering me money to stop going after him? And he's like, you can't pay me off. Yeah. Well, he says, he goes, yeah, because he says, I can, I can give you money and all that. And he's like... Well, what, like what? And he's like, anything you want. And he's like, money is shit to me. I want McLean. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, John's not a cop. Though. He is today. <laughs> and they hang up and they send John to a payphone. And so Walter's like, all right. And John's like, are you asking me to be a cop again? And he's like, Walter's like, come on, dude. Because they're like, give him his badge. He's give like, him his hey, gun. Walter, are you asking me to be a I'm like, I don't he get doesn't want to. I'm like, why are you being such a dick about him? this? And wasn't he just suspended? Yeah. Yeah. But he's probably he's still a cop. He's probably suspended yes. and about to be fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably he was probably, good. or maybe perhaps suspended without pay or something like that. So he has to use his vacation Waiting time. If I'm going to go out there against a guy with the bomb, I want to get back on the clock. I want to make <laughs> sure that I'm getting all of my benefits. What if I get murdered? I don't want you to try to deny me whatever, my wife, whatever. Yeah. Payout because I wasn't technically a cop at the time. Oh, I'm sure Holly's doing okay. She's probably still pretty big in Nakatomi. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, she was doing good back in. She probably sued Nakatomi for quite a mo- mo- amount of money. Mm. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, Nakatomi might be out of business but anyway. <laughs> Although right. Nakatomi might have sued the McLeans for the damage to the building. <laughs> well, so Zeus doesn't want to go. He says, hey, this is a white man problem with white men. Call me when they cross 110th Street. And, of course, we all know Hunter Tensory is where Harlem starts. All right, so John asks, hey, where'd you find that bomb? I'm like, uh, Chinatown. You're like, okay. And he walks out. He's like, hey, man, hey, man, hey, hey, hey. You know where we found that bomb? And he's putting on his gun because he's got his shit back. He's like, you found that? There's a little park on 115th Street. You know where that is? And he tells Zeus, this, this guy doesn't care about skin color. No, Zeus says, yeah, it's in Harlem. Mm-hmm. But you cut that part out. Because so. we covered that a, a, one line ago. I'm trying to cut some time. But you didn't. You just said where a park is. People don't know where that park is. In I New said York 110 City. starts Harlem. So 115 would be inferred that it would be in Harlem. 
Whatever. Anyway, there's a park. Apparently, it's in Harlem. He tells them that's where they found the bomb. All right. So John and and Zeus get to the phone booth, but there's a lady on it. And he's like, "Ma'am, we need that phone." She's like, "Hey." And Zeus is like, "Bitch, get off the phone." And John gets mad. Hey, don't do that. And he's like, motherfucker, you wanted me no, here. I don't want to be here. He business. said police Bitch, business. get off the phone. And he says, I'm the only one that gets to say police business. So Simon tells them there's a bomb in the trash can. Don't run away or it'll go off. A proximity sensor, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he uses a bunch of shit like that. But that like says. that literally does not make any sense. Even hungover John McClane should have questioned that. Because there's people walking around that trash can constantly. And there's no way he had time to plant but some sort of bug on John McClane. But it's encoded to their DNA. It's literally the dumbest thing in this movie. Yeah, but you don't know if that's not a real thing. What if it is? And boom, you're dead. So anyway, I was away... I was on my way to St. Ives where I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven sacks. Each sacks had seven cats. Each cats had seven kittens. Call me back... With the number of the answer of why phone number sacks, is five cats. five five and the, the answer. answer how many people are going to, to St. Ives. St. Ives. And he hangs up and John says, Wait, what? Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zeus is over there doing math. Seven and seven is forty one. Seven is forty nine, by the way. Sorry. I am not math. That's my weakness. And they're like and Zeus is like, uh is like two thousand four hundred and one. Is that what you got? John's like, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> so he calls back and he's like, five, five, five. And he's like, and Juice says, no, no, wait, wait, wait. It's a riddle. It's a joke. It's a riddle. It's a riddle. It's a trap. The answer is, I was on way to seven wives. I was on way to seven wives. There's only one guy going. He's like, what about the cast? All that other shit is bullshit. He goes, well, how do you dial one? Zero, 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 <laughs> one. <laughs> right. John's, John's still a little hungover. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, piece of cake. And he goes, but too late. You're five seconds late. Goodbye, my friends. And he goes, <laughs> boom. And they dive <laughs> and out of the And they run away. <laughs> and then people just look at him like he's stupid. Some and, people hand him money. <laughs> and you can hear one guy go, well, say to somebody else, welcome to New York. It's pretty funny. And you can hear Simon laughing on the phone while they're not on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. So they finally pick it up. And he's laughing. He goes, I didn't say Simon says. Aw. Simon tells him to go to another payphone, and as they have put something provocative on the number three train. Mm. And then, you know, you have to get to this payphone, or the train's going to explode. And you cannot evacuate the train, and you cannot try to stop the train, or I will set it off early. Make it go boom. All right, so... They have to make it 90 blocks in 20 minutes or so, or in 40 minutes or something like that. I think it's Using only civilian means. I think it's 40 minutes, I want to say. I didn't write it down, but it doesn't matter. All right, so. Um, so John steals a, steals the cab this time. He doesn't hijack it. He, they throw that motherfucker out. <laughs> and they get in there, and they're heading down. And Zeus is like, I used to drive a cab. I know the best way to go. You need to be going west. So he starts heading east. He's like, where the fuck you going? He's like, I told you the best way is ninth. Because John says the fastest way downtown is not ninth. It's through the park. And they get there, and boom, he says, look, man, I tried to tell you, Park, uh, park, uh, park Avenue's always jammed. And he's like, I didn't say Park Avenue, I said the park. And he makes a hard right, and they go right through Central fucking Park. <laughs> People dodging out of the way. Which Ooh. I imagine is a lot of fun to do. Yeah. But... <laughs> As long as everybody's a stunt. You always see all those people diving out of the way. But if the car was moving as fast as it had to be moving for him to get through the park in three minutes. Because that is a very big park. Like, people don't think it's as big as it actually is. It's no. huge. 
then he had to been going like 60 miles an hour at least. I don't think I could dodge out of the way of a car that I only that with only five seconds of warning. It depends. I just don't think it's possible. I just don't think people would react. People tend to be like it's more worried about people watching and stuff. So they'll be like, if something goes off, they're like, huh, what's going on? What's going on? Instead of dodging the fuck out of the yeah, way. Yeah, I don't think. It depends on the person. So it's. I just feel like fight or flight is not as reactionary and, as it would need to be. As they're going through the park, Zeus asks John, are you trying to hit these people? And he says, no. Well, maybe that mine. <laughs> uh, and they're going driving, driving, driving. How do Catholics do that thing? He says, north, south, west, east. Now, we should have said, spectacle, testicles, watch, and wallet. Because that's how I learned it. Yeah. Anywho. So they hit traffic. And then John calls in a fake officer. A fake officer down. Mm-hmm. So they can get behind an ambulance. Which seems like a bad idea. Well, they say we need to get we need a fire truck mm-hmm. so we can follow it. So they call in an ambulance. Hey, officer, down over here, and he gets behind it, and they're just driving. He drives on the sidewalk, and he's getting behind it. And he goes, "Wow, you should have done this. You should have said all the way to Wall Street." He's like, "No, nope, that's a different hospital. That's St. Luke's." I don't know why I know the St. Luke's thing. That just stuck with me. I didn't even write that down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he John stops. He says, "Hey, we're gonna get ahead of this thing because the three train is right below them." says, you go down, you keep driving, and I'm going to hop on the train. And he's like, but we both have to go to the payphone. He's like, cover for me. He says, I'll cover for you, and you cover for me. He goes, what if we both fail? Well, then we're fine. <laughs> so Zeus gets in the, in the car and peels out, and John hops on the train. Literally hops on top well, of the fucking well, train. Well, he runs down the subway system, and it's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, shit. So then he runs and pulls up some grading, and... Jumps on the top of it, through the. And while all this is going on, a guy gets in the back, and we can a little. He's in a the bit back of a, of the cab. He's a bit of a racist. He's like, "Hey, I need you to get to blah blah blah," and then, and Zeus is like, "Hey, this isn't a cab." He goes, "Hey, your light is on. Start driving and report you. What? You don't like white people?" And Zeus is like, "Okay, motherfucker." He Hits doesn't it. like white people. Clearly, but we'll get so, to that. I don't know why that makes. Never mind. Well. Never mind. People treat him badly, evidently. So Zeus they gets don't. in there and he starts he was driving. In a cab like, and his light was on. I well, felt that guy like was, he that guy was he a bit of a dick. To drive a cab, I felt mm-hmm. like he would have known to turn it off. But well, they're in a bit of a rush. The dude was kind of a jerk to him. I just want to point out during the Sweeney time. Like if I got in a cab Carly and they were like, you your phone and she's on her phone and on her phone." <laughs> I'm not interrupting the podcast. Um, <laughs> But uh, we're doing research on Crocodile D two. Yeah, but we'll get back to that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but Maybe. now I lost my train of thought. Oh. Oh, but if I got in a cab and the cab driver was like, "I can't take anybody right now," I would just get out of the cab. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh well, you should turn your light off then and get out of the cab." Since we're talking about Crocodile D. Oh, good. Yeah, Did you know that Paul Hogan got an Academy Award credit for that movie because he wrote some of it? And then, like, they tried to push him out because they're like, dude, you just wrote this couple little parts. And he's like, my name's on the script, so I get the Academy Award, too. Wait, like, that script won an Academy Award? I think it did. It was either I'm... nominated or it won an Academy Award. Wow, good for Paul Hogan. Yeah. Now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Was the first or the second one? First one. First one. Hmm. Yeah. And, well, I uh, met an Australian gentleman last week, and he said that Paul Hogan can't go back to the country because he's got some tax problems. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> so evidently he's stranded in L.A. <laughs> Damn. So it won. It was nominated for Best Writing 
screenplay written to... Oh, it was nominated in Yes. One. Okay. And he is listed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, evidently, if you like, if you change a line, you're now a writer of that movie. You're supposed to write it, yeah. He did win a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. The, um, was it Dogma? I think it was Dogma, where Chris Rock yeah. changed the line, yeah. and Kevin Smith was like, yeah, that's a great line, but I don't want to use it because I don't want to have to change all this other stuff. And Chris Rock's like, look. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not going to want the money or anything yeah. like that. This is just a better line. Yeah, because Kevin Smith's like, if I put you in there, I have to put you into the Writer's Guild with the thing in it. And he's like, dude, I don't care. This is what you hired me for. I don't care about that shit. I'm Chris Rock, you know? People know he's funny. Right. So I could see that. Yeah. So back to Die Hard now, since, you know, since we're here. Mm, All right. So Zeus makes it in time, and he has to get it, and he gets out of the cab, and he jumps a turnstile, which gets the attention of the police. Yeah. Which would happen. Because there are police watching that kind of thing. John is on the train now, and he's and he's searching for the bomb. He's looking. He's like, "Excuse me." He doesn't know what the fuck he's looking for, but he's searching like the Dickens. And he finally sees a police call box, and somehow he knows it's the bomb. Why? Because that seems like an old place to have that. He's like, "Excuse me, I'm a cop. Just get the fuck out of the way." And he gets Maybe in there. he knows there's not police call boxes on subways. He would probably know that. So then he moves it, and the whole thing slides like it's on there with magnets. And he's uh-huh. like, "Ah, son of a bitch!" Pops it open. And, opens, and I don't know what his obsession is, but opening things he shouldn't be opening. But he opens it up and he sees, up oh, that's the bomb. And he's like, excuse me, excuse me. Get he and he's be yelling, just carrying it open. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be saying, know. excuse me, there's a bomb, move, 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 move. Or something to that effect. Well, he does try and to get everybody to he tries to get everybody to, to the, to the, the other end of yeah, the train. Yeah, because if this thing goes off, you get as many people as far away as yeah. you He goes to the back of the train. It right. looks like he found the bomb pretty close to the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then he tried. Yeah, everybody right, come to the front. I'm going to the back, yeah. which is a good idea. You know, I'd rather me go than everybody else. Yeah. All right. So the phone rings, and just then, uh, the officer, for some reason, who saw a guy jump a turnstile, right. decides to hold him at this, fucking gunpoint. It's <laughs> another instance where somebody was on the phone they needed to get to. And he's like, I need that phone. Dude's like, use that phone. There's two phones. He and he's like, bro. I need that phone. And then <laughs> well, he the does other phone the, is broken. He yeah. does the get the fuck off the phone and like gets the guy to get like yells at him and yeah. gets him off the phone. So he jumped the turnstile and then he's yelling at a dude to get off the phone. Yeah, that's not a reason to put it. I I understand that. But it wasn't just like he walked over to the phone and the cop was like, stay right there and put your hands And it's the shakiest police officer in the fucking yeah. West. Because he's in the gun shaking. If he cracked up around, he might have hit somebody yeah. behind yeah, him. The shakiest he's gun in the one. West is Don Knotts. Well, oh. he's the shakiest gun in the East. <laughs> I had that movie on VHS. I loved it. All right. As a love, child. I used to watch the shit of the Apple Dumpling Gang. So I get you. So the phone rings and Simon's like, not Simon, Zeus is like, hey, I've got to get this. And he's like, don't move, man. <laughs> He was Bill Paxton from Aliens. He's like, I have to get this. Shoot me if you have to, but I'm going to answer this phone. And he slowly picks it up. He's like, hello? Instead of saying, hey, call dispatch. <laughs> have them explain to you what's going on while I answer this phone. All right, so, and Simon Jenny goes, where's McLean? Oh, uh, he couldn't make it. You know, he's old and slow. Oh, I'm afraid this is non-compliance. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. And Zeus is like, shit. And he hears the train coming, and he slowly gets down and puts his hands behind him and says, you're going to want to get down. <laughs> <laughs> Take my word for it. Duck. Yeah. <laughs> Just then, John gets to the back of the plane, kicks out the, the window. It's a plane now. <laughs> it's John McClane. He's on a train, mainly in Spain. This guy playing the transit cop. Elaine? <laughs> this guy playing in the, the transit cop. His first four, like his most known movies, he is transit cop and diehard with a vengeance. 
Vengeance. Vengeance. Vengeance. Vengeance. Rookie cop in The Devil's Own, police officer in Wolf of Wall Street, and Nat the cop in We Own the Night. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, all typecast. this guy was just background cop. Very funny, sir. See, this is the guy that's going to be in the podcast more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Because you didn't know it. I don't know. He's the only background cop in really good movies, though, and that is not the premise of this podcast. These are good movies. Well, that's our, our offshoot podcast, which is coming uh, next time, next year, next week. Um, so John gets the window open, and he throws the bomb, and just then, the train goes over like a, like a trigger, and it explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has, has little metal things on the track that are attached to a receiver. It's a radio. And yeah. when it trips the radio it blows it up. Blow up. It sends the car off the tracks and Zeus jumps up and saves the, the cop who's just stunned because he wasn't expecting a train to be coming at him like that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. He gets him and well, the no one, yeah. kicked off the phone out yeah. of the way. He's like, come back here. Don't well, just stand there. Because he was <laughs> expecting it. No, everybody else was like, that train is sideways. Why is it coming at us? <laughs> That's not some shit that you see on a Tuesday. That's true. All right, so lots of destruction. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. All right, Zeus looks over at the damage, and wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know, who's the first person? Like, the, the train stops right in front of Zeus. Who's right there? Carl, who's right there? It's Sean McClane. That's just However, amazing. However, I do think amazing. he was the only one in that train car, because he pushed everybody else out. Let's he should be dead. <laughs> oh, I agree. How is he not dead? <laughs> I agree. How is it... That they discuss at they do like the post incident report when they're in the back and the cops are all talking. No one died. No. Nope. Nobody. Not when the train jumped the tracks and slid into all the people on the platform. <laughs> did anyone die? They actually that say nothing. is straight bullshit. People like, no need major injuries. to be dead. That's amazing. Well, the only thing was the Pe- one guy's pacemaker stopped or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah but he well, didn't die. Let me ask you a pregnant question. lady went into labor. Yeah. I'm sorry? What? No. Someone so you're saying someone should have been dead. There should have been bodies. Kind of like when the, um, was it the F-14 landed on the apartment complex here in Virginia Beach and no one died? <laughs> yeah, but that was in the middle of the day and most people were at work. That's completely different than no, when it's a train... No, it's not an apartment complex. No. When a plane landed on it, no one died. <laughs> yes, which was kind of amazing, but it is not more but it is not more amazing than the fact that there was people standing there and got hit by a train. <laughs> they moved. People were standing there and were hit by a train. Don't stand well, John, well, John would have been killed. Uh, yeah, John. Because yes. there's only two ways the explosions could go because of the walls. And there's because a big fucking tube. A tiny, tiny little bit exploded a chair and he had fucking like one of those big Hawaiian punch jug size of explosion material. He's deceased. The concussion would This is ridiculous. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, Yeah, John can't play anymore. What? (laughs) Zeus has to answer the phone from now on. John has no more hearing. So John does say that he has a ring in his ears. (laughs) Yeah. That's an understatement. It would be more than that. Yes. One, one might say that. Hey, what's that red shit coming out of your ears? <laughs> and your nose, well. and your eyes, and your mouth, and your butt. <laughs> All right, so John and Zeus get pulled into a van, and they're asked to look at some pictures. They don't know any of them. And we learn that these are feds, and Simon's name is one Simon Peter Gruber. Dun, the dun. feds are in the van. The pictures are of terrorists. That too. And he's like, do these guys look familiar? And he's like, why the fuck would these guys look familiar? And they're like, well, if you're not going to be helpful. And he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to tell you? I'm not going to be helpful. You see what I did today? (laughs) And then we get a, this is where we get our cut scene of Alan Rickman falling off of Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. It's a little flashback for anybody. It's like, oh, the name Gruber does ring a bell. In case you didn't (laughs) know the name Gruber, is saying, hey, this is the brother of the bad guy in the first one. And like, oh, is this that LA thing? 
Now, the guy that says this, that L.A. thing was in Die Hard. He, oh, right. he was an officer. He was one of the random background cops in <clears throat> Die Hard. So, is it the same character or is this actor just twice? I don't know because all the cops, like Elaine said, seem to think he's a piece of shit. I imagine if you were there in L.A., then it would... Well, there is a thing. You probably would have led with that. Hey, I was in Nakatomi. <laughs> like, no, I had a big day. <laughs> there was a lot of shit going on. There's a thing called the Lawrence Arabia effect where somebody does something really amazing... And then the rest of their life, they're kind of fucked because they can never live up to it again, right. and they always are constantly looking for it. It le- leads to depression and. But this stuff is like that. that thing where he did something amazing again. Everybody forgets about Die Hard yeah. too. He saved a bunch of planes full of people. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't as cool. And he just managed to save all those people in the subway because yes. amazingly, no one died. But that's, that's <laughs> six not- people died. I'm sorry, they didn't have to tell us. Fake news. Six people died in the subway incident. But guess what? Die Hard 2 is not relevant to the story because Die Hard 1 is because it's the brother of Hunt. I'm just saying it's not the Th- only That's why they don't bring it up. Happened. She anyway, said, John McClane is not a We know that cop. they know that he's spoiled I, major attempts twice, though. I feel like the Nokotama, Nakatomi Plaza Nakatomi. one would be way bigger because the fucking building exploded. Right. Yeah. The other one, he just landed some planes. You know, like, you know, that would be like a cool little news story. Like, hey, a couple planes landed. That's cool. One blew up, kind of. But the city's going to be picking up Nakatomi bits for months. I know? feel like it would have been nas- the plane thing would have been national news because of the Nakatomi thing. This the same, same guy, guy. Did th- was involved in this again. Yeah, I feel true. like it would have been a huge story. So every single person definitely knows who John McClane is. Anyway, it's probably right. national so, news. And it also like that baby in the well. Okay, Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> and that baby on the boat, Alora. All right, so it's Laura Dean. Well, yeah. Laura Dan. <laughs> so, Sarah episode and, on Willow. And, and another amazing timing. <laughs> Simon calls while they're all in the van. It's because he's watching them. Yeah, they know we that. We don't know though. that yet. We gave that away with the first payphone, and he said, "Why did it take so long for you to call me?" And he says, "You should have just said there was a woman on the phone, mm-hmm. and I had to get rid of her." And then John looks around like, "Oh, and like oh, you were watching, watching us." Mm-hmm. So anyway. Simon explains that there's a bomb in a school that is set to explode at 3 p.m. Unless John and his new friend complete some tasks which they're going to be given. Then they'll get the code. But it doesn't rhyme, so it's like, meh. It's not as cool. <laughs> no pies, nothing. No. Simon tells them that the bomb may go off if they use their police radios. Does he say Simon says? Doesn't matter. It should have been a clue, because every unless he says Simon says, it's not real. And like, what? Well, he does say, what is 21 of 42? 21. We'll get to that. <laughs> they don't know because it doesn't make any sense. So John and Zeus head to Thompson Square Park, and the rest of the world is out looking for bombs. They have because, to run on foot. That's the yeah, instruction. Because yeah. he's like, you got plenty of time. Take no your, f- use your feet. And apparently it's like two plus miles. And they have 20 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's not no rush. It's it's not a, would take me it's, it's a brisk it's a, I know it's but a, it's a if you job. were hung over tired as shit John McClane <laughs> you got me on rock two miles I was just blown up <laughs> that's a rock two miles but you know what else you got anus. adrenaline <laughs> adrenaline's a hell of a thing and he's in dress shoes. It's not like they're, they're both in dress shoes also, the whole time. You don't know how fit Zeus is. He's a shop owner. <laughs> Zeus looks like he's in shape. He could have an old nom injury for all we know. All right, an so old anyway. Old bike or something. <laughs> we don't know. Old nom injury. Could have had a weird... Uh, just stop. Just stop. A pin just in his hip from a motorcycle 
motorcycle accident from three years ago. We Charlie, don't know anything about this. Charlie could have given a bayonet to the ribs. <laughs> like Murtaugh. All right, so inspector says, look, they said we can't move anybody out of the... Grenades. Can I get... Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk now? No. <laughs> LA riots, you know? Oh, man. That's why I moved to New York. Yeah. So, we're going to get everybody on this, even the goddamn librarians. So we cut to Simon watching from the roof. They bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. Every cop, every emergency responder, every person in this city who would otherwise stop us is now searching the schools, looking for the bomb. Right. Um... So all the missing dump trucks just show up, and they're getting ready to go. Police are running all over, handing in their radios. Why they didn't turn them off, I don't know. <laughs> Wanda Shepard is wondering why all of a sudden the calls, the call volumes have tripled. And he says, oh, well, all of the department comps are now going to go through us. She says, yeah, and I'm going to marry Donald Trump. This must have been before he was racist. <laughs> uh, it could have still been when he was racist because it was He's not racist. <laughs> It would have been that just as unbelievable for her to say that, even if she thought that Donald Trump was a racist. No, see, back then everybody liked uh, Donald uh, Trump. He was just famous. Irrelevant to the story. We're not going to go into politics. <laughs> a reporter wants to know, hey, Ricky, where's everybody going? And Ricky's like, Ricky's the badge number guy. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. You're not because you're not really saying who says anything. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible because I have like a little paragraph and you keep jumping in on oh, some weird we shit. we all keep jumping in. All right. Speaking of jumping in and crocodile deep. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought you were going to And crocodile was like, do you know what this is? And she's like, it's cocaine. He's like, no, it's money and power. I'm going to start jumping in with Crocodile the defects in every episode. <laughs> Until we do Crocodile on I think you will run out of facts. No, I, I already did. Hey, hey there's oh, a two and a three. Oh. I bet there's plenty of obscure trivia on Crocodile Dundee oh, three. If you, I will go start editing out every fact about Crocodile Dundee. You're Netflix. not editing shit. You don't know me. I got I, time. I ain't I doing shit tonight. life. I do, though. I ain't doing shit tonight. I got time. The only thing I don't know is what you do when you're home by yourself. All right. I, I cook naked, but nothing that splatters. So anyway, the dump truck rockets by, and Simon shows shows up and claims to be there to assess the damage. And they're like, wow, that was fast. Like, well, lots of money here. It's Wall Street, in case you weren't aware of that. A lot of decision makers, if you will. Which is probably true. If Wall Street has some shit, they want to get that back going as soon as possible. Yeah. Because if Wall Street goes down, there's lots of SGO. All right. So Ricky's on his way down, and he says, hey, can you show our, our guys the damage? And sure. Cut down the tunnel where the police are, take, are killed by some goons. And this one goon, I forget his name. They mention it. Whatever. Takes his badge. And shows it to everybody. Auto. Thank you. Auto takes his badge and waves it around so everybody knows that this is his badge because that might come up later. He, they said that I think Auto started the killing earlier and they're like, hey, not yet. And they're, and then the one guy's like, well, Auto doesn't speak good English. <laughs> <laughs> like he's the one guy on the crew that doesn't really speak English. Yes. And some of the goons um, are dressed or impersonating or impersonating are somehow police officers. Because no, he German. says... You two come over here, the the department head or the cop in charge. It's like, you two, come show them. There's all, yeah, they've already it happens infiltrated. to be the two that are with them. Mm. They already infiltrated somehow. Yeah. 
They, well, you know what? In a big mass casualty like this, you just show up in uniform, they're probably going to stick you somewhere. Like, I you. Know. <laughs> All right, so John and Zeus are, are running and they're talking. Zeus wants to know, hey, John, you famous for something? What's that thing in LA? Rodney King? Fuck you. That's what John says. Um, you know that guy, Simon? Yeah, I threw his brother off a roof. You mean to tell me I'm in this shit because some white cop threw some other white guy off a building? Yeah. Well, way to keep it classy. All right, and now we're back to the Fed. Security is there, and looking at, and he's looking at Simon and his, uh, com, you know, his comrades, if you will. And he's looking; they're all wearing boots. Why are they wearing boots? Doesn't mention. So the meeting begins, and the Fed person teller guy shows up. It's like we're not a bank in the traditional. Because he sort said of he was wanted to talk to them about, about a currency, currency exchange. exchange. Mm-hmm. The reason he's looking at them is because they're in like suits. With boots. Yes, but... <laughs> dirty boots. It doesn't look right. You would notice. I would notice. It's odd and It's suspicious. odd. It's making him <laughs> suspicious, but not suspicious enough. Mm-hmm. Just then we see Katya showing up. Okay, we'll get back to that. So, and we get an exposition on how the alarms aren't working. And it's like, oh, if anybody ever knew just then, wouldn't you know it's amazing that the people on the other side of the room could hear him come over and start killing all the guards. And he says, I thought this was a currency exchange. And then Simon says, nope, I think we're going to go right to the withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Great line for a robbery, I think. Bad guys take over the vaults. Just then, a digger comes through the back <laughs> where, the, where the gold is. And I got to think that these walls should be pretty thick. They shouldn't be able to do that in like a day. No, I would imagine not. Here's hoping. This is the one that dug from the English side. That's from Ocean's 13. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. <laughs> So Kathy's there and she looks all creepy and there's a guard who's just in front of the gold and he's shooting at Simon and his guys. And Simon and his guys are just kind of like hanging out while this guy's cracking off rounds. And Kathy comes out of nowhere with this big fucking knife and slices this dude up something like fillets him. Because she went through the tunnel from the back. Yeah, thank you. So he's not looking at the security cameras. He's looking at his gun while he loads it. We see her on the cameras sneaking yeah, up behind him. even though Simon and the guys now are not slot, they were shooting at this guy. So they have his attention. They distract him. Well, let's do that. And she comes from behind and guts him. And we see a lot of gold. I'm talking about, like, a lot of gold. Yes. Simon says, ten times we'll send Kentucky. Haha, <laughs> Fort Knox is for tourists. Tony, you want to give us some gold facts? Sure. Because <laughs> it looks like you're right. There's a little bar of gold that he drew. That's not the only one. The guy that wrote this, the guy that wrote this story, Jonathan Hensling... Mm-hmm. Him too. He uh, was detained by FBI because he knew a little too much about the Federal uh, Gold Reserve Bank. Same as Tom Clancy. Really? Yeah. They were like, how do you know all this? He's like, you know, looked it up. <laughs> Google. He's <laughs> like, it's, it's this new thing. It's called Google. These gold, these gold bars that you always see in movies, they don't use those anymore. They use them very rarely because they're so fucking big. They weigh about 27 pounds. Each one's worth about half a million dollars. They use these little ones that are probably closer to the size of your wallet. And those are about two pounds, and those are usually worth about $50,000. So it only weighs 27 pounds. So why was it so hard for Samuel L. Jackson to carry I'm one? telling you, he's not in super good shape. He's an because old gentleman who works in I shop. can carry 27 pounds in one well, hand. Well, they're, they're shaped that way so that they're difficult to pick carry. up and carry. And stuff and that too. makes sense. But, yeah, when you put those down, they're really flat. Yeah. And the world's just for fuck shits and giggles, and I don't have another crocodile in defect. The world's largest one is 550 pounds. Weighs as much as an African lion. It's a 550 pound block of gold? A bar, yeah. What the hell's that worth? Uh, Millions. I think it was, I forget, I think it was four million. 
What do you do with it? Gold's heavy. It, it has to be more than that. Because you said one of those ones was worth five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it maybe the maybe the time might be off on it when I looked it up. Conversion rates and everything. Yeah. Gold would only really take soft. eight of those to be four million. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was a billion then. I don't know. Yeah. Gold isn't really a good material. What are you pointing at here? You Nothing. No, I know. There's there's a ton of them in there. One of the one of the crocodile facts was Paul Hogan actually did walk around New York saying good day to people. I'm like, wow, that's a fact. You guys are really, <laughs> really stretching. The other one was. Crocodile Nandi was added to the top 50 movies from Australia. You're like, yeah, no shit. What else is in there? Like Mad Max and Yahoo Serious? Anyway. And just so you know, um, so we're going to cut to John and Zeus. And we see there's a briefcase. No, they They get to the the phone, phone. And Simon's on there and he says, what has four legs and is always ready to travel? John's like, what? I'm like, that's an elephant joke. I'm like, okay. No, no. Zeus is like, don't you have kids? Zeus says that's an elephant joke, not you. I'm also always have the drugs. I I didn't know the answer. I've never heard that joke. I also don't do those silly kid jokes I like. They never... Our our kids were not big into jokes or joke books. It's worth $13 million. I'll take it. The biggest gold. I mean, I'll take it. You couldn't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That would have some help. (laughs) It's not 150. We'll figure some out. Well, what's good about gold is it's soft, so I would just need to take a piece. There you go. (laughs) All right, so Simon is like, all right, he hangs up. says, go over to the fountain. So he finds the fountain. And there's a briefcase and two jugs. (laughs) And Zeus says, don't open it. And John's like, no, no, I have to open it. This is my lethal weapon scene right here. This is the one where I'm like, this I want to see is lethal weapon. Because neither of them could figure it out. Right. And then Joe Pesci well, would have to figure it out and it would be awesome. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> they fuck you with the... <laughs> you get one barrel. <laughs> so I got to open it. And it arms the bomb and the phone rings. Simon tells him that they have two the gallon jugs. The phone in the briefcase. Yeah, the phone rings. I said that. You <laughs> no, were... you just said the phone rings. But the phone is in the briefcase. It's an important fact. It's not like they got up and went back to the pay phone. <laughs> it's not like they just walked around saying good day. You kind of have to talk about this movie as if no one's ever seen it and you're... I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible. Well, you're just you saying guys sentences keep interrupting me about it doesn't Dundee. make sense. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Tony's next movie. I'm you need to say that louder, Carly. <laughs> he didn't hear you. What did you say, Carly? <laughs> it's true. It's not just me nitpicking. So there's two jugs. One five-gallon and one three-gallon. You have to wow, place exactly that's an four odd gallons. So four gallons has to go on the scale that's also in the briefcase, and that will disarm the bomb. You have five minutes. Tony, explain how to do it. Go. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> one has five, one has three, right? Mm-hmm. There's, two, there's two solutions. If you need me to do it, I will. Go ahead. No, I want Tony, Tony to do it. Tony, his math is hard I'm, for him. I'm not good Anything right. else you want to talk about? I can. All right, fine. Go ahead, about Carl. quantum entanglement? All right, so you fill the five. You pour it in the three. That gives you two left in the five. You empty the three. You pour the two left into the three. You fill the five again. You pour one. You fill up the three with it. You got four left in the five. That's, That's how one you way. do it. Yeah. I do want to point out that they did not at any point fill any that of the jugs not, all the way up. That is not what they did because they were talking about twos. It's <laughs> about two gallons in here. And I was like, you need a third jug to do that. Or just run across the street and get a gallon of bleach, dump it out, and fill it up four times. <laughs> I don't have time for math. Well, anyway, 
So they get it on there just in time. And, oh, I wrote down how to do it. <laughs> I'll skip that. Well, you said there there's were two ways. There's, I there's said actually one. 18 YouTube videos on it. So. Well, you fill the three-gallon jug and you pour it into the five-gallon jug. Okay, then you refill the three-gallon jug and you pour it into the... I already said that. <laughs> That's three gallons in there. Uh-huh. Okay, then you pour it out and, and you take the three-gallon jug again and you pour, you fill it up and you pour it into the five-gallon jug. So there's only two gallons going to be in the five-gallon jug and there's a gallon left in the three-gallon jug. So you pour out the five-gallon jug, you take the one gallon that's in the three-gallon jug, you put it in there, refill the three-gallon jug, put it in there, four gallons. Oh, okay. The mm-hmm. same thing, just backwards. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So as this is going on, John and Zeus argue and Zeus says, go ahead, say it. You're going to call me a... He uses the N-word. And he says, No. Asshole! I was gonna call you asshole, asshole! I thought he was just gonna call him motherfucker, because he said, all he says is mother. I thought he was just gonna say fucker. If the, ju- if the jugs are the same size, just one's taller, couldn't you just fill the one up with two and then match it on the other side? It's gotta be exact. Isn't that exact? No. You're eyeballing it there. You're eyeballing it. I could eyeball it. <laughs> Tony, Tony said by his own admission can't do math but he can eyeball can eyeball two jugs next to each other with the same amount if they're the same size but never mind but anyway what? Crocodile Dundee <laughs> alright so it was the second highest grossing movie of 1986 <laughs> so Simon calls on the phone that's in the briefcase and is surprised John wants to know where the bomb is and the road to truth has many turns there's an envelope under the fountain, and during this, ask yourself what is 21 out of 42. He's like, I don't have time for these. Actually, you got a lot of time. all the time. I know exactly how much time you have. And so, he tells me you have two hours and some minutes or whatever. So then he heads him down to Yankee Stadium. Just then, we see kids, and they're stealing all over the place. And he stops the kids. He goes, what, you want to go to Juvie over a Butterfinger? And he's like, come on now. It's like Christmas. It's Christmas. It's like Christmas. All Die the hard. cops are busy doing shit. Well, Anybody can something. steal whatever they want. Yeah. Walk like, City Hall. And just then, John's like, wow, you're right. So what do they do? Like, you're right. Cops are all into something. And they steal the kids' bikes. And the kids are really, really <laughs> upset. Hey, man, that's my bike. With a handful of stolen shit. Yeah. That's called karma, you little shit. <laughs> and John figures it out. This is all about a heist. No, he asks Zeus, what's the one thing they don't have in Wall Street? Well, they got to get there first. Yeah. But he's like, look, here's the thing. We, that first one with the subway train, they were just going to blow it up because it was impossible for them to not, you know, for us to meet the requirements of that one. Well, he said that they, at the time of the bombing, that it was a joke and that he was going to blow it anyways because John saw the stuff mixing before the timer was, before their time was up. He's like, they're just sending us on a wild goose chase because they wanted to blow that one up. There was no way they were going (laughs) to not blow that one up. And now he's like, we're going to Wall Street. We look, they look around. What do we have none of? Schools. What do we have lots of? Banks. Monies. Carly's doing the the money sign. (laughs) And he notices the Federal Reserve. So John goes into the Federal Reserve and IDs himself. He talks to one of the guards. Anything strange going on? I mean, other than the bomb? Well, they they like radio. They're like, McLean is here. And he's like, we'll kill him. Just fucking (laughs) kill him. What about the other guy? Because they took the briefcase from the park, which John didn't say. So Samuel Jackson is riding on this bike well, with the briefcase full of bikes. Over an hour. But John McCain was the or McLean was the. John McCain. <laughs> yes. And then he's the worst. No, he was on the campaign. <laughs> and then 
John McClane tells Zeus to give the bomb to the cops while he goes into the Federal Reserve. But Zeus was like, we can't leave it in the park. Our kid's going to find it. So he walks towards the cops, and that's when the cops radio Simon. And Simon tells them to kill McClane, but to let Zeus go. Yeah. So they just take the briefcase. They're like, all right, we'll get the bomb this to where it's it? supposed to go. The bomb didn't mix. Just no. stab one of the fucking things and dump it on the fucking ground. Walk 20 blocks and stab the other one and dump it on the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> Never the two Tony was meat. like, I don't understand why they're not just emptying this liquid. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Once it mixes, of course not. But once it's, when they're sitting in two things, you just go stab. Oh, shit, there's red shit all over the ground. Must be Kool-Aid. Yeah. Cool. Oh. All right, so... Okay, so Could you jump pop- it in, the cu- in like a bucket uh, of water and then with the water Well, explode? you have to have a, a five-gallon bucket for the red one. If they had emptied it into the fountain, could the fountain then be lit on fire? I don't know what this shit is. Interesting. So I don't know. I think they can set fire to the rain. Does it, no. is, it, is, it sal- is it water sal- soluble? I don't know. Soluble? It may not be real. Soluble. Thank you. <laughs> Words are hard. They are. So John's still in the bank, Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, there's some of you guys now in there. They're, damn, the words are hard. I can't fucking use them either. And the security guy's like, wow, it feels like it's going to be raining dogs and cats later. Dogs and cats? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And they head there. and He's, he's like, just, I was about to do a sweep of the vault. You want to come? He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. He goes, oh, here's, goes, here's one of your guys. And it's Otto. And he's wearing the, 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 the Fugazi, you know, the badge there. It's not Fugazi. It's yeah, a real it badge. He's a fake cop. He's a fake cop, but the badge is real. John recognizes it because it's what's-his-name's badge who always plays bad numbers for the lottery. Uh-huh. You missed the other clue. He says, every day I say I'm going to take the stairs, but here I am taking the lift. Mm-hmm. How many Americans you know call it the lift? About as many Americans as I know refer to police captains as inspector. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be none. Uh, but Tony Just goes, like the Hulk. All right, I'll give you that. Tony goes, do you think this is where they got the idea to do the Captain America scene? <laughs> it's very similar. So John, noticing that Otto was wearing the badge number 6991, is like, hey, do you guys check the lotto? You guys play the lotto? You know the lotto number? My wife, she was about to do two tickets. She just plays the same number. She's like, well, they're my lucky numbers. He's like, I got them right here. Let me show you. Reaches in and starts shooting motherfuckers. Mm. And kills them all, unlike Captain America, who only knocked them all out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And gets covered in blood. And we all oh, know yeah. what he should have done. What he should have done to get out of this whole situation is just lean over to Otto and went, Hell Hydra. No. But the one thing I will nitpick, because they do this in every fucking action movie and it drives me nuts. If you and me have guns on each other, face to gun to face on each other, and Elaine shoots a gun, we just killed each other. Nobody has nerves of steel like that where you hear a gunshot. So he's like, you hear that gunshot, you're pulling the yeah, trigger. Every, every <laughs> the only person that lives is Elaine. Yeah, every, every movie people do that. They always have guns and somebody else shoots and they're like, I'm going to do it. No, dude, you shot. You shot yourself and then you shot. All right. So during all this, Zeus is outside and he sees that everybody's leaving. And he goes down into the tunnel because he needs this next thing to happen, which is he runs right into John. That shit's amazing. Because <laughs> John comes out of the tunnel front. But these two get separated. They're like fucking magnets. They come oh, right God. back together. Yeah. He's like, are you okay? He's like, it's not my blood. Because he shot that dude in the head like a it's foot sprayed. away from oh, no. him. <laughs> he should have said, those aren't my brains. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's more than just blood that oh, hits him man. in the face. It's nasty. John became the demon barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> Against his will. Against his will. <laughs> all right. So, and Zeus is like, what is all this about? And John happened, nonchalantly walks by a, a bar of gold and kicks it. And he says, that. 
Yeah, he <laughs> broke a toe. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking And Zeus goes, is this what I think it is? Oh, shit. Is this, is this real? This is heavy. <laughs> and John's like, they're not going to let you keep that. And he's and like, bullshit. And he says, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to know. <laughs> so he just walked out with a half million dollars. Yep. I mean, really. Um, That's stealing. <laughs> You just took I, it over to Ryan Reynolds' that's house. That's savage. To it for you. He wasn't in the reserve. He found it on in a public place. It's it's stamped. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it says something. He I'm sure it says it like property of something. Yeah, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> not, she, not when she takes it to cash to gold oh, or whatever man. the hell it's called. Tony and I got into this discussion about um, taking something, and I was like, "No, you can buy it on Amazon." He's like, "Well, they give them the, there. You just take it." No, we were extra. talking about. And I was like, "No, you don't. You our, don't steal them." Our roommate wanted to get some color change spoons. spoons. They change color when they get hot or cold. And I said, "Oh, well, they have them at this ice cream place down the street. Just go get some." And then Carl's like, "Well, they charge you for them." I was like, "You're not if you just take them. What are they gonna do? What's the 16 year old behind the counter gonna do to you <laughs> for walking out of the room with with 50 cents worth of spoons?" I'm just kidding, but still. But he's like, "Oh, we should stop got spoons." I was like, "I'm not fucking stealing and spoons for." And it's so funny because anytime I suggest doing anything like that, she gets so wound up. And, and he's I'm like, like "Jeez, as if you're, as if you're seriously, I'm gonna just, steal spoons." As if you're like running up petty. Yeah. Larceny crime wave. She gets so mad, it's worth it. Oh. So, anyway, sorry. Like, they're on Amazon. Just fucking right. order them. So, anyway. I want a color. So, Tony, will you steal me a color sure. changing Ah! <laughs> so, after John I'll gives. Pay for him. After, now we're all complicit. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Is it really hard when people won't stop talking and you're trying to get your movie out? No. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, they steal a Yugo. You're missing the point here. The point is, he just told Zeus you can't steal a bar of gold. And what's the first thing he does? Steals a car. Yes. And then he asks, hey, do you have a hot wire car? Is this that racist shit again? He's like, would you give it a race with the fucking racist shit? Are you an electrician or not? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, I can. But you know what the problem is? John Plink can hot wire cars? He goes, well, it takes too fucking long. He pulls out, like, his Gerber and just... This is the thing. At one point, he calls him an electrician. At one point, he calls him a locksmith. What the fuck does Zeus do? He's a handyman. He works in like a pawn shop. Apparently, he's a jack of all trades. I don't know. He's the best guy to steal a gold bar, apparently. He puts it in the back seat, and it reminded me of when Tony got the scotch and he buckled it in. I was like, (laughs) is he going to be like, is it okay? Like, there's it. But no, he forgets it's there. (laughs) We'll get to that. And then he says, hey, what's what's 42? What's what's 21 and 42? He's like, 21. It's half. All right. All right, so John calls Walter and tells him about, oh, they figure out that it's the president. Mm -hmm. They go, oh, wait, no, it's the president. Who's the 21st president? No idea. I don't know. (sighs) No one will ever forget who the 21st president is after this movie. (laughs) Anybody who actually watched. Who's the 42nd? Hillary Clinton. (laughs) No, she'll be the 43rd. (laughs) No, No, she she won't. won't. (laughs) Actually, she was almost 45. Well, she kind of was. She kind of was? She definitely was not. Yeah, but that's not how our system works. I know. I'm just saying. Also, dead people voted twice. Well. <laughs> in some states. Sometimes. Just in some, you know, that's, allegedly it's true, but I don't want to get murdered, so. <laughs> There's a thing on Facebook right now that's completely unrelated, but why not you Wait, guys shit. do it? There's all these things like, did you know that the IQ of this, 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 this? Oh, and Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. one, and it was like random facts, and at the bottom one is always Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Who's Epstein? Uh, he was a Clinton whistleblower kind of person, oh. and all of a sudden committed suicide. 
one might call that conspicuous. They had an island of children or something for people to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Clinton hung out with a lot. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm allegedly. caught speed. How all of a sudden, how there this was huge in the news, and then the next day there was a school shooting? Yeah, yeah. not at all suspicious. <laughs> yeah, sure. Apparently like they landed some planes or we something. We find out there was this huge, huge child molestation thing happening with America's politicians, but, ooh, school shooting. And it was the Clinton specifically, and you're like, Squirrel. hey, about that. All right, yep, I'm, I'm up to speed. Not, that's not suspicious at all. God bless Hillary. Mm-hmm. I wonder what most deaf thinks about this whole situation. Well, did you know that the quotes around crocodile and crocodile Dundee was so that American audiences didn't think that he was actually a crocodile? <laughs> <laughs> this might be oh, the best trivia ever. You know what? You know what the best of Killer Croc and the Suicide Squad was Paul Hogan. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, how do you not do that, Cassie? He's probably too old. Still, it would have been really funny. All right, so Simon calls to try to check on Otto, but he won't answer. So then he calls Elvis Duran of Z104 fame. Does anybody else know who that is, or am I the only one? You do. Okay. I knew Z104. Well, at the time when this came out, I lived in the area, and that was a very popular DJ. Mm -hmm. And that was a radio station that we all listened to. I figured he was somebody like that, you know. And that's weird. It never occurred to me that you don't know who that is. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-huh. So anyway, he tells Elvis. I don't think he was nationally syndicated the same way Delilah is. I don't think he was nationally syndicated at all. He could have been. He could have been, but none of you know who he is. All right. So then he says, hey, I put a bomb in a school. And the police, police are out there looking telling for it. You. No, he doesn't say he put a bomb in a school. He says, you know why there's cops running around all crazy-like? Because there's a bomb in the school. He doesn't say he put a bomb in the school. He just says there is a bomb in the school. And they don't know which one. The best part of this whole scene is that when the bomb happened in the subway, all these Wall Street pricks were eating popcorn looking out the window, right? <laughs> and we know six people died. And, <laughs> At least. And now the same Wall Street prick is listening to this on the radio and it's like, oh shit, my kids. Well, he's got kids. Yeah, he didn't care about the Can you get a hold of my wife? Because no one died in the subway accident. At least six people, (laughs) including Officer John McClain, are dead. Maybe this is like um, Sixth Sense, where McClain's dead, but he's a ghost running around. (laughs) (laughs) So John spots a dump truck, and he's in hot pursuit. And he finds and he stopped the wrong guy, and this is guy, and he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And John, he's like, hey, I'm just a regular guy. He's like, oh, okay, well, where are you going? He's like, the aqueduct. Why are you going to the racetrack? No, shithead. The actor was docked. He's like, oh, the big giant tube. Nope, you're done with the six people dead. I didn't understand this because I have never heard a racetrack um, called an aqueduct before. Really? Yeah. I was completely, this still to this day completely confuses me. I don't know why they say that. I don't know what racetracks have to do with aqueducts. Like racetrack in New York called the aqueduct. Moving on. All right. So he sends Zeus, you go to Yankee Stadium, see what's going on there. I'm going down the tube here with Jerry. He says, go to Yankee Stadium and then meet me here because he says on the map where you can get a truck out. Exactly. So John takes a trip with Jerry and he learns about the dam. Jerry is a wealth of information. Me and Jerry should hang out. (laughs) Jerry's practically my favorite tertiary object. (laughs) (laughs) He was mine until just now. Um, So the truck breaks down in front of him and like, hey. Uh, Jerry, you got a shirt in here? And he's like, yeah, here you go. Let me borrow your hard hat. John comes down here. He's like, hey, guys, uh, you see a guy go down here with eight reindeer, snowy white beard, red suit? Shoots him. Bang, 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 bang. And still, and keeps talking. He's like, you know, jolly old fellas. Probably Doesn't didn't even see him. check to see if they're actual bad guys before he murders them. 
But it's, they could have been real truck drivers. You don't. This is John motherfucking McClane, okay? Yeah, he this, just this murdered people McCain, and didn't check right? to make sure they were bad guys. <laughs> uh huh. So he's a terrible cop. He, he checks the bodies uh, though. Didn't and what they he, say? Um, like, no, I'm trying to actually argue for the movie. <laughs> Shut up. No, they don't say anything to them. When he gets to the aqueduct, the guy in charge is like, these dudes went down there. You're not supposed to go that way or something. Like, yes. o- only the bad guys went to this particular tunnel. The guy said that some assholes did go down the thing, but he never says whether or not he sent somebody else to get those assholes out of his That's tunnel. That's true. That's true. I'll give her that. So he searches the bodies, <laughs> and when you know, he finds out these are bad guys. Why? Because they both have exactly ten quarters on them. Mm. Suspicious. And foreign cigarettes. And foreign cigarettes. So he says, hey, Jerry, get out of here and call Inspector Walter Cobb and find out who the 21st president was. Chester A. Arthur. Chester A. Arthur, 1881 to 1885. You know, he was the president of customs right here in New York. And John McClane gets in the truck and goes, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> All right, we see Zeus at Yankee Stadium and he finds this little thing and it says game over and he thinks he's about to get shot. He looks around like, oh, fuck. And once you know, you look over... There is a sniper and a guy, and he's on the radio with Simon and says, hey, should I kill him? And he's like, nah. So you think he was going to shoot John there? Yeah. Well, we don't know whether Simon said anything or not, because we never see Simon's half of the conversation. The guy's just asking over the radio, do I kill him or not? Do I kill him or not? Nine to nine. And he never got confirmation, so it's a nine. But but it's like three times in the movie they ask if they should kill Samuel Jackson, and he always says no. Right. Well, the impression we get is Simon... He wants to steal this money, and he wants John McClane to die, but, he, I mean, this dude just kind of got brought in, and he's, like, with the school. He's like, of course I didn't put a bomb in a school. I'm not a monster. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm sorry. I did spoil that. If you okay. haven't seen this movie, that's 25 years old. <laughs> All right, so we're at Chester A. Arthur Elementary Perhaps my sister and the search is Maybe on. she'll tell us. <laughs> and what you know, in an amazing turn of events, the same school that Zeus's nephews are at. Mm-hmm. So... The dude did go to Harlem. Remember he said uh, he lied about the first briefcase being in Harlem, but this was in Harlem. This is a coincidence. Well. All right. So Simon, <laughs> Simon tries to call Nils, but he can't get through. And John grabs the, the radio and says, sorry, Nils is dead. So are your dudes back at the bank. Yep. Killed them too. Simon's like, Sean, there are $13 million in the back of the truck that you're driving. Can we perhaps cut a deal? He says, yeah, come out for the rock run and I'll drive this truck up your ass. <laughs> so Simon and Torg argue, and Simon says, let's blow the dam and drown him. Well, Torg's like, just fucking kill him. So Simon says, okay. He grabs the bomb that was left on the side of the street for the kids to find. No, uh-uh, no, no, nay, nay. See, this is a plot device. And they grab that and, they're gonna, and they blow the dam. Well, the cop I gave it gave it to the fake cop they gave that Samuel Jackson uh, gave it to almost left it where he found it, and they're like, "No, you can't leave that there." What if the kid find it? <laughs> Which was a funny little callback. It's also extra funny because they're in Wall Street. What little kid hangs out in Wall Street? But you never know. All right, so we cut back to the school, and they find the bomb. Yep. There's this refrigerator we just got here today, and um, you see this here. It's got power to it, and it's not plugged in. Yeah, yep. it says like, it's on. <laughs> Like, aha, this must be the bomb. And we cut to John. John goes for a swim. 
So they pump, they blow the dam, water they comes out, and dam. he's outrunning the thing, water. So he gets to right. He's outrunning it in the dump truck for a little while. I don't think he's outrunning it, it's gaining. Yeah. So finally he gets out, he gets out of the truck, and he comes out, because there's, you know, vents, I guess you call them, or whatever. They for, did say the water that comes at out. the front. And wouldn't you know, it's amazing. So he comes shooting out of <laughs> out of the water, and he flies through the air. Who's dropping by? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Who's dropping by? <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee's just driving by, and he's like, that's not a water spout. Like, good day. That's not a water spout. <laughs> I think that they would have to vent it while there's people working in there, so that's why there there's was all those yeah. things. There's probably they also vents. did say that, like, every two miles there was an offshoot, yeah. so you can, there's lots of ways out. So he gets but, Bugs Bunny geysered up in the yeah, air. Yeah, it is cartoonish. And he lands, but at least when he lands, he doesn't just pop back up like and fucking scream no, or she lands eats, on the boat. He eats shit. But he eats shit. He's it's like, important that again he doesn't die. <laughs> no, it's more amazing is that fucking Zeus is right there. Even if the explosion like, didn't right kill him, there. which we know it did. <laughs> um, he probably has at least like bruised ribs, and now he falls from a from twenty feet in the air, and again. Doesn't that he should at least have a punctured lung and a broken hip at minimum? No, he wouldn't because that explosion way earlier would have pulverized all of his bones. <laughs> oh man, so John talks to Zeus and they drive away, and he's like, Hey, what happened to Yankee Stadium? Nothing, okay. And they haul ass, and bullets start flying, and people are shooting at him, like, Oh shit, which is what you do when bullets come at you. Mm. All right, and we see, um, we cut back to the school. And we take the door off. There's no triggers, nothing like that. And oh my god! Remember that little paper clip? Uh-huh. Well, infinitely bigger. Yeah, this bomb is gonna blow up a city block. Yeah, this it's is like the size insane. of our old. It's like two giant things of fluid the size of the water, water heater that broke yeah. earlier in the year. There you go. And the cops are not happy, understandably. It's like a- so John and Zeus uh, are fighting or in a gunfight, and they're on the expressway. Where you have gunfights. Mm-hmm. Middle, mid-gunfight. You know what I'm going to talk about. 21st president is Chester A. Arthur. And he's like, oh, my kids are at that, my uh, nephews are at that school. That's where the bomb is. Ooh, and McLean is like, why don't you say something? Of course he put the bomb in that school. It's all part of, it's all coming together. It's amazing. Which well, I was like, did he know? I mean, this happened this morning. He put the bomb there since, like, he picked the school after he you probably had <laughs> he probably hadn't delivered the bomb at that point and you know he sent somebody to that shop to figure out who the Samaritan was before he even called one police he has plaza. people everywhere they yeah. were watching the whole time yeah somehow so, there are like 500 yeah. guys working with him they have a whole fucking army of people literally. so they probably went in right behind the black that those black gang members that looted his shop and just went and got his mail I love how Elaine just and looked up who he was saw he they this saw there were nephews. Six there people were dead. kids running out of the back. They said it's not true. Staff members were running in the front and found out what school they were in and put the bomb in there because fuck that dude. Okay. Uh, All right, so we're back at the school now. It's with a vengeance. <laughs> it's with a vengeance. It's true. <laughs> it's not Die Harder. It's Die Hard with a vengeance. So we're back at the school and they're at it, having an assembly. Well, they're not really having an assembly. Well, they are having they an assembly because they say, we know you usually have assemblies on Friday, no. but we're having one right now. They say, we know you usually have, but instead we're going to do this. What they're doing right now is trying to keep the kids calm while they search the school for the fucking bomb. They're actually <laughs> at assembly. But instead of that, they're going to practice a new kind of fire drill in case they have to evacuate the building. And Zeus's nephew's like, that's not 
a fireman. They're here for us because Tony squealed on us. So what do these little shit birds do? They run away and they go and hide. Because that's the kind of stupid decisions guilty little kids make. That's yeah. true. For real. Kids make stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. Which, if you thought about it, if they were a grown-up who thought about it for four seconds, they'd realize that there's no way the cops would come down there and divide up the every single kid in the class in the whole because school. Because of a stereo. They would have yeah. just called them to the principal's office. All right. But Tony didn't go to the cops. <laughs> so, back at the gunfight, the bad guys go the way of Disco. And the janitor is looking, locking up the school, and we see the Zeus's You mean they're nephew. staying alive? Yes. Janitors are locking up the school, and we see the Zeus's nephews have hid, and they're going to play what looks like poker, I guess. I don't know. They're playing cards. Yeah. John checks, been the, crazy John checks the dead bodies of people he just shot and or finds that they, too, have exactly ten quarters. And he deduces what it's for. Like ten quarters, Zeus is like, maybe they're making long-distance phone calls. He says, no, it's for the bridge. There's money for the bridge. Exactly ten quarters. It's probably worth a, a lot more now. Yeah. Which? Elaine's trying to do the math. I guess. Two fifty. <laughs> I know, and I was trying to think why would they would have it all in quarters instead of dollar bills. But back I guess in the day, you, you just, just threw in. quarters in the machine. Well, <laughs> and I was thinking it'd be a lot easier to carry around ten quarters taped together than two dollar bills taped around two quarters. Yeah, and they may not be able to read it. It's easy just to hand quarters. I remember them having the big machines money. here where you just throw the change in, yes. which would be hard to throw your change in though if it's all taped together. Back at the bomb. We see our bomb tech, and he's working on it. He goes, uh, booby trap here, this, that, and the other thing. Yada, 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 in a partridge, in a pear tree. Cause, if cause I was working in a register and somebody handed me ten quarters that were taped together, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to take it apart. It's just time yeah. to I remember It'd people just giving me rolls of change, and you have to count it all. We would have to take it out and count it. <laughs> all right, so John and Zeus are trying to figure out how they're going to get this gold across the board. And like, oh, hey, look, there's a ship. There's the dump trucks. It's got to be on there. Let's find a way to get onto this ship. And Zeus is like, I'm just going to jump. And John's like, no, no you're not. <laughs> you're going to die. And Zeus says, I can make it. And he says, no, you can't. Only I can make it. Because I'm John McClane. And I died oh. two acts ago. Yeah, I, I died in the first movie. I'm, I'm unbreakable. <laughs> I've, I've died twice this movie so far. Let's get to time number three. And so it's, anyway, it's like, the, what, 50 feet to the boat or something, mm-hmm. or 100 feet? To, but, that was to the pulley. <laughs> uh, but then there's a crane yeah. that's not as bad. So they're like, hey, you know what? Let's let's take this this winch and we'll throw it on 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 the ship. Yeah, as luck would have shimmy it. down like yeah. it's like it's tango and cash. Which they somehow stole a truck that had this on it. <laughs> Which this is the most unbelievable thing. <laughs> There's a lot of unbelievable shit in this movie. <laughs> this is just another one to add to the list. All right, so they shimmy slide down. They shimmy slide, shimmy slide. You know, mm-hmm. and they get there. But wouldn't you know? Because it's die hard. Before they get there, oh the. the the truck holding the winch falls over, and there's a bad guy that spots them and starts to shoot at them, and in an amazing timing, cuts the bad guy in half. Cuts the bad guy in yeah. half. Yeah. Because the boat's, like, moving, so it pulls the car, like, Which off the bridge. Which everybody knew was going to happen. The truck was, it doesn't have infinite line. Yeah. The truck was going to come off I the bridge. I was going to say infinite line. <laughs> <laughs> That's John. So we now, John and, and, and Zeus are like, all right, we need to move this dead body. And one gets on one and grabs his feet. One then gets grabs his hands, and he's like, That's hey, grab cool. his feet. And John starts backing up, and you can see Zeus turn around. Because <laughs> this body's cut in half, because you needed that joke. That's pretty good. I don't know. I like the part where Zeus was like, you were right, John. We never would have made that joke. <laughs> Thank you for making it. Thank you for stopping me. So Torg meets one of his other guys and like, hey, you see this big hunk of scrap metal? Um, these containers are all full of it. And Torg's like, what? And he goes and he looks, and he's pissed. There's no gold. Because it's supposed containers. to be the gold. Mm-hmm. 
John and Zeus split up after John gives him a gun. And he says, you know how to use it? And he goes, enough with this racist shit. I'm not enough with the fucking racist shit. Do you know how to use the gun or not? Because he's like, no, I don't know how to use a gun. Not all black people know how to use guns. He's like, here, pull that thing back, point that at the bad guy, and pull the fucking trigger. And he goes, but don't be a hero. You see something. You come find me. And he's like, okay. How am I supposed to find you? Yeah, we're on this giant boat. I don't know my way around. Why did we split up and make those? Because the plot needs it. To be fair... Samuel Jackson does have an uncanny ability to find Bruce Willis at all times. <laughs> so it may be ability that he has. Yeah, he may not be very good at a lot of things, but finding John McClane. He can find John McClane. His weakness is bullets yes. and racism, yes. but his strengths are finding Bruce Willis. <laughs> so Zeus goes on the bridge and walks right into Simon. He tries to capture him. He's like, where's the bomb, motherfucker? And Simon's eating a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> and he's like, I'll kill you. And he's like, uh-huh. And he's eating a thing. And he tries to pull the trigger. Nothing works. Simon grabs the gun, takes a bite, and says, you got to take the safety off. Take the safety off and shoots him in the leg. Mm-hmm. It's some stone cold shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John runs into a bad guy who says something. And he shoots him. And he goes, what was that? And Tor comes up and he says, he said, don't shoot. And beats the bejesus out of John. Like, he's just beating the bejesus out of him. And he's already died twice today. Maybe a third time when they fell to the deck. He should not have been able to win this fight. Oh, he was, That's true. Like, this was, this guy must be fucking the Incredible Hulk. Because he's it's dragging like, him by one leg and whipping him around. What's, what's the name of that show we watched a little bit this week where the dude ends up with a perfect clone? It's like he oh, went to that spa like five times Ant-Man. and they're all just better clones of him. <laughs> Did you say Ant-Man, isn't it? What's his name? Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Sorry. All right. So, <laughs> police decide. updated multiplicity? Police I'm decide intrigued. this is enough. They can't wait any longer. The bomb's about to go off. They're going to evacuate the school. With that size of the bomb, it wouldn't have fucking mattered. It's called living with myself, living with yourself. So anyway, the police initiate what's called an evacuation. And everybody gets out, and they're like, oh, the bomb didn't go off. That's good. Just then they happen to see, shit, there's kids locked upstairs. Who have now seen everybody fleeing the building and are like, help, help. Because they're locked in the classroom. But they locked all the classroom doors. Um, But they weren't afraid, and and they were like, they're lying to us about shit. And then everybody fled, and they're like, oh, shit, maybe something really Well, there's no reason for them to be yelling help because they wouldn't know why. Yeah. Yeah. But they see everybody else leaving, like, oh. So then they're waving, and now um, I forgot the officer's name, but they go rushing back in. And the janitor throws the keys, like, here, you need my keys. And he's like, thanks. It's a number four key or something. So they run up there, and he looks at the door, and he's like, oh, fuck this. Kicks the door in, and he grabs the kids, and I don't know why. But they go upstairs. For some reason, it, mm-hmm. they believe it's faster to go to the roof and jump to the building next to it than to go down yeah. closer to the bomb. Apparently, it takes a while to get around the school. So, meanwhile, uh, Walter is saying, hey, Charlie, the bomb guy, um, the kids are out. Time to go. And then he hears, oh, there's still, still kids in there. And he's like, you'll never make it out because there's like a minute until the bomb goes off. And he's like, hey. It takes a minute and a half. It takes a minute and a half for kids and you're not in shape. And he's yeah. like, there's still kids in the building. I'm still working. No guts, says, no, no glory. Guts, yeah. Like, you're going to die in He's there. Like, He's nobody's like, nobody's going to die in New York today. <laughs> Except for the Again. six people that oh. already died. All right, so we cut back to the fight with John and, and Torgo. anybody who was and in Torgo the line And Torgo somehow starts the losing. Right. As John is beating him to death with a chain. And I'm well, in Central Park. John had zero problem killing people the entire <laughs> movie people John until we get killed. to Torgo. He lets Torgo live. He does let Torgo live. And I then, think he assumes he's dead. Then he grabs a machine gun. He just doesn't check. He's not a fan of the double tap. <laughs> All right. So, 
John is trying to call the Coast Guard. He's like, hey, man, there's some shit going on. Send some people. I'm on this boat. And they put him on hold. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Time is up as this mystery liquid start mixing. And the bomb goes off and it sprays Charlie in the face. And he's like, ah, this tastes like syrup. And it's syrup. Mm -hmm. Just then, Simon pops up. This bomb was fake. And he's like, oh. Somehow, John knows who goes, the bomb was fake, huh? How the fuck you would know that? <laughs> who knows? But Simon's like, wave. Simon says, yeah, I'm not a monster. Is it because he already saw the large bomb out the side of the boat when he was on the phone with the Coast Guard? Because he sees it, mm -hmm. and he knows that that's a bomb. <laughs> so he knows instantly that that is a... They said there was a thousand pounds of it was stolen or whatever. How the fuck do you know how so much that stuff weighs? So he sees the what? giant bomb and knows, oh shit, that's the bomb. The school was just a distraction to fucking get us out of Wall Street. Because he's... I like that we're doing liquid in pounds. Tony was like, why are we measuring it that way? Because <laughs> we're Americans. Because yeah. we're Americans. Milliliters <laughs> should still be gallons. Yeah, I don't know. should be gallons. It doesn't make any sense. All right, anyway. So Nothing makes sense. The real bomb is the ship. Simon and John <laughs> laugh, and you go, and he's like, <laughs> you know, your brother was an asshole. And Simon stops like deadpan for a second, and starts laughing. Goes, you know what? You got him. You, you got his number. Yeah, you got him. He, he was an asshole. He's I mean, trying to, he's trying like to rile him up. up. Mm -hmm. And Simon knows he's trying to rile him mm -hmm. up. And then uh, he says, "You trying to call the Coast Guard?" He's like, "Yeah, they put me on hold." <laughs> he's like, "Oh," so he grabs the. Mike and says, Coast Guard? Yes, Coast Guard. He's like, here, I have a message for you. He plays a pre-recorded message for them. This is the Liberation, the Army, yada, yada, yada. You guys are all about gold, and we have stolen your gold, and we're about to bury it on the bottom of the Long Hudson Island River. Long Island Sound. Long, yeah, that too. It's the fake terrorist plot, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like what they did in the first one. Yeah. So Some Sim people around the world are going to get very rich when all this money disappears from Wall Street. Because their gold will be worth more. Yeah. Because they're going to take a significant amount of gold and make it go away. So if it was 500000 per bar, quadruple that? I, mean, I don't think this gold would disappear in any sense. That's not so deep in the sound that people would not salvage that shit. Divers would be out the next yeah. day. They'd be motherfuckers non 24-7. You'd have to quarantine all the day on sound. Pull up. <laughs> They'd be dredging that shit tomorrow. Austin's like, what you doing over there? <laughs> so... Zeus and John are strapped to the bomb, and he tells them that he's redistributing the world's gold in the bottom of Long Island Sound. Zeus asks if um, did he, re he really did this because of his brother. He's like, no. Not really caring about one's brother doesn't mean you don't um He's like, look, I care him. that he died, but that's not why. He said, <laughs> that's just not a liking one's brother. <laughs> not liking one's brother doesn't mean you don't care about when some schmuck throws him off the top of a roof, which makes sense. And so that was just a perk. I came here to steal the money. Yeah. Killing him is a bonus. He's, yeah. like, there's, he's like, there's no riddle for this? Nope, no riddle, no nothing. You just die. And John goes, hey, you have any aspirin? I've got a fucking headache. And wouldn't you know that he, he that Simon has some aspirin on him? Well, he suffers from migraines. We heard about that. Right, and they're super secret that need a prescription and throws it at John because plot device. They don't need a prescription. They're said, hotel aspirin. We'll get to that. Said, it's your lucky day. All right. Oh, no, the prescription thing was for uh, the alternate ending. You're right. Mm -hmm. All right. So Simon and Katya are on the boat, and they run into Torgo. Torgo says, tells Katya, there's no gold. He does a big He's chunk of gold. He's betrayed us. He's betrayed us. Katya pulls out a gun and points it at Simon and then shoots her husband. Well, and you know this is coming because she's been giving Simon fuck eyes all day. 
Yeah. Like mm-hmm. serious fuck eyes. I didn't know that Torque is that Torgo. his name? Torgo was her husband. They tell you they that, tell you that right in that FBI van. Oh. And they're laying they put out. a they put a bomb in his hotel room. He got away, but they think they got her. And they didn't. She that's what the scar on her neck is. That's why she doesn't talk. Mm. Which it can't possibly be why she has a scar on her neck because that scar is old and they said this happened a week ago. Yeah, whatever. That's probably one of those plot things I didn't get. It was in the fucking trivia. What do you want I'm just saying, not possible. So back on the bomb, John asked Zeus if he could pick a lock. Zeus goes racial again. Shit's getting old, Zeus. And then he asked him if he was a locksmith or not, and I'm like, I thought he was a fucking electrician. And for some reason, he's like, can I? Can you pick a lock with this shard that I have in my shoulder? In my shoulder. And pulls a shard of metal out of his shoulder and then spits it in his hand. How the? What the? A splinter from the cable they slid down. That makes why perfect it, sense. Why would he know that it's in there? And why why would you have pulled it out already? Yeah, <laughs> if you had a giant metal splinter in your arm, you would know. Would you not pull it out right away? I mean, maybe not if you were John McClane in half dead from being killed <laughs> 300 times. You might be numb. All right, so now here, John comes clean about where they found the bombs. Says it wasn't in Harlem, it was in Chinatown. As you says, that's low, even for a white guy. Um, they talk about Holly a little bit, and... She's got to be stubborn. She's married to you. All right, so Zeus picks John's cuffs, and he's able to get out. But just then, oh, no, shit, I dropped the, little, I dropped the thing. So now Zeus can't pick his own lock, and the bomb starts to mix. So John, thinking quick, goes, oh, shit, I can't find anything. So he gets, like, a piece of metal and mixes the two chemicals just a little bit and goes, watch out, now move your hands forward. Yikes. Lean forward. Pop. And you hear Sam Jackson, ah, motherfucker, which probably hurt like a son Like his hands are broken. Yeah, it would have broke his wrist. Mm-hmm. Hot times, summer on the hands here, okay? You'd think it would have damaged the bomb in some way, too, because he was chained to a bomb. <laughs> that? They're not a run, because it's mixing, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Mine stopped his pacemaker. This so, one apparently now, was weight-dependent, because as soon as he got off of it... <laughs> so they, Well, they haul ass off the boat, and then, you know what's amazing? They jump in the water, and they're fine. <laughs> Yeah. No, the boat explodes while they're in the air. So the one they were vaporized. Then they <laughs> enter the water, clearly unconscious. So two, they drown, and then they're miraculously fine. No, they just died twice. No, actually, they're on a rescue boat, and Walter's there too. And yeah. John, how, thinks, how? John McClane has died five times this well, time. Well, he dies hard. <laughs> <laughs> John McClane got a lot of health, Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so John thinks I'm going to be it. But Zeus says... With the bench. Zeus says, fuck him. You're still alive. John is like, oh, you're right. He's like, call, everybody tell, call Holly. So he goes to call Holly, and he talks to Esmeralda. Must be the, <laughs> He gives yeah. him a quarter, but it sounds like he calls her collect. Well, that's yeah. later he gives him a quarter. Uh. Um, so he calls collect, and... Just hit, realize it hits him as he's playing with the aspirin. He looks on the bottom and he sees that they're hotel aspirin. And he looks Stamped at the hotel on, yeah, on the bottom. So he leaves his wife hanging on the line. Doesn't even hang up. Just leaves the phone fucking hanging and hauls ass. And you can hear Holly, John. It doesn't make any sense, though, that this is the hotel where he is staying. He because, had to go there and check in. Because maybe it's a hotel he did go to. But why would he go back? Because he yeah. checked in there earlier. That's where he has his stuff. All right. So Simon is there, and he's celebrating with his crew, and they toast the fallen comrades. And Simon, you know, decides he's going to bone Katya. Because all those fuck-me eyes are working. <laughs> all right. Well, he wanted to fuck Katya. But just I feel then, like they've already been having sex behind like, yeah. what's-his-name's oh, yeah. back. I concur. 
But just then, John shows up and ruins it. And Katya's pissed because she opened up her shirt and her um, her bra is exposed. So she just starts shooting at a helicopter. Her jugs, if you will? Yes, her jugs. Five gallons or three gallons? There's one of each. She's uh, one gallon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are pints. four of her those, those are pints. Which are still perfectly fine. No, that's but. fine. You need four of her. Or two All of her. Right. Two so of her. she starts shooting at him and, and Zeus says, wow, she's pissed at you, McLean. How the hell would he know who's shooting from there? But whatever. I thought they were flying the helicopter for five minutes of this movie. I'm like, which one of these assholes is flying the helicopter until finally they show a pilot? I'm like, okay. I thought it was Tommy Lee Jones. So everybody's starting to scramble, and Simon grabs a fucking machine gun and says, hey, I got something personal to finish. Simon starts shooting the shit of them, but he doesn't kill them because whatever. The helicopter's about to crash, but just then it lands. Maybe he has a hard time hitting his target when he's in a moving helicopter. Yeah, okay. The vibrations are throwing off his mm-hmm. aim. And just because he leads a team doesn't mean he's the best shot. Yep, and John's got All a, excellent and, points. And during this, this, this gunfight, John has a six-shooter that he's shooting back from a fucking helicopter. <laughs> so they land, and John says, hey, I'm going to divert attention. What's going on behind me? No, Nothing I'm, I'm anymore. Just, I'm, I'm laughing at Elaine congratulating herself. <laughs> just like, all excellent points, Elaine. <laughs> Me and but Carly your daughter are... was acting silly in the backyard. Okay. Um, well, I thought the dogs were barking at the neighbor's Halloween party. But, in fact, the dogs were barking at Gwendolyn and Gwendolyn's friend. Okay, good. All right, so John's going to – they land and he says, hey, I'm going to run to divert attention because for some reason Zeus's seatbelt's not working. He can't get out. Mm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, so, he got shot in the leg and his hands are shot. <laughs> so, how was he medically cleared to get on this helicopter? Don't worry about that. I thought it was like the medical transport helicopter. They're like, no, no, we got to go fight a crime with this before we take him to like the hospital. That would be awesome. They pulled the guy out for a cop. That would make sense for this movie. All right. So anyway, so now Simon is in a helicopter. We had a third movie with a helicopter, Jackie. Very good. So for some reason. Simon's in a helicopter, and he's flying now. Well, and John they showed has, us that he was going to be leaving in a helicopter in 20 minutes or yeah. whatever before he went to have sex. Bone, I think they call it. <laughs> so John only has two shots left. Hunka chunka. Which is, you know, which is good Give because he only had two shots left in the first Die Hard too. Yeah. But no ho-ho-ho tape on the back. So Johnson is like, all right, just give me a shot. Just give me one shot. Meanwhile, he's shooting at a fucking helicopter with his, I don't know, maybe a thirty-eight. <laughs> And he's like, oh, just let me see that, see that smiling face. And just then he sees the smiling face and shoots a cable into the helicopter, so, which causes it to crash. And it explodes. It explodes. Second cable-related death. And we get, a, and we get the line here, keep it kaye, Mother Hubbard. That's not right. No, no it's not. That's Mother not Hubbard. Right. Mother Hubbard's not right. How, what is it? Motherfucker, what? Why did you bring somebody to say it? So I wanted to give you an opening to say the line, and you made it fucking difficult. I don't understand. So John meets up with Zeus. He says, hey, should I call a fireman? Fuck him, let him cook. (laughs) Zeus has had a rough day, and all he did was try to help a crazy dude on the street. (laughs) He will not be helping anyone else ever again. So just then, John says, shit, I forgot about Holly. She's going to be pissed. Now Zeus hands him a quarter and says, call her. He says, I don't know. She's a stubborn woman. She'd have to be to be married to you. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently he hasn't talked to her in a year since she hung up on him and he never called her back. And that's Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> oh, Tony? Oh. Um, that was really hard to get through. Scott Pilgrim. 
My favorite character is Crocodile Dundee. Is Crocodile Dundee for Scott Pilgrim. Your favorite character is Dracula? No. I know who your favorite character is. Scott Pilgrim is. It's not Crocodile Dundee. There's no movie where you pick Dracula as your least favorite character. Not even Dracula Untold. Mm, you're true. You're right. <laughs> All right. Favorite character in Die Hard 3 with the Vengeance. Vengeance. John McClane. Big shock. Least favorite character was Ralph, not the one from the Muppets, because I thought that's what Torgo's name was. But then you told me it was Torgo, so that's who I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of big white German dudes in this that I can't tell apart. Oh, it's kind of like the 13th Warrior. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised none of those guys were in this movie. Well, I don't, don't, don't They didn't don't need big giant henchmen. I looked at their ideas. been in Die Hard, it would have said. Um, my favorite line is, hey, what's the 21st president? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> when he steals the guy's car. He steals the Mercedes, yeah. He tries to ask him. My favorite scene is obviously the elevator scene. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the gold bricks. Anybody has any gold bricks they want to send me? Yeah. <laughs> Postage on this is going to be outrageous at 25 pounds or 28 pounds a piece. I'll pay it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for shipping. I'll pay for shipping. Nope. Don't worry. That's on me. And that's all right. Yeah. I will. Uh, I will. May bay this movie. You may bay. I will may bay it. It's okay. It's. It's. I like the first one and I like the fourth one better. The fourth so, one? Yeah. I actually like that one with Timothy Oliphant. Okay. So. Great. Elaine? My favorite character is Also, Di- your opinion on everything now is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> on everything? Everything. Everything ever? Ever. Even Crocodile Dundee? Even Crocodile Wow. <laughs> that hurt. All right, so... Make it a strong maybe. Give <laughs> <laughs> it some of my cred back. Uh, my favorite character is John McClane. My least favorite character is, off- is Officer Connie Kowalski. <laughs> she just really bothers me. And I also don't like the way... The inspector keeps yelling, Connie, Connie. That's not her fault. I don't like it. I don't like her. She just annoys me. Um, my favorite line is when they're in the FBI van and the one guy says, anybody following you at all? Any kind of surveillance, telephone house, anything unusual at all? And John McClane answers, well, now that you mention it, I have experienced, uh, you know, like a burning sensation between my toes. I thought it was just some athlete's foot or something. That cracks me up. Um, my favorite scene is, um, Simon entering the gold reserve. So you see Simon going through the reserve and you see the drilling and Katya entering through the back. I like that whole scene. Mm -hmm. And my favorite tertiary object is Katya's knife, which looks like a raptor claw. Yeah, that thing is. Yeah, it's like a sickle. So this movie is crazy. And full of weird plot holes, but it's just the same as every other action movie. They don't make sense. That's not how it would really happen. This isn't real lifelike, but it's enjoyable to watch. So I will give it a yay. I think that it fits. It's a perfect action movie. It's the most diehard of diehard movies. I heard that somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. It's a perfect. (laughs) I think that was an appreciated podcast. (laughs) It's just one of those. It's a perfect example of a good action movie. It's amusing. It's funny. There's lots of explosions. It doesn't make any sense if you really pick at it. But does it need to? It's a good time. Carly? <laughs> My favorite character. I didn't super like them individually, <laughs> but I liked the duo of Zeus and John. Individually, so no. But I you picked have... the duo so, when they're together. So peanut butter, not so much. Jelly, not so much. But peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. Yes, which actually I like the opposite way for that one. But <laughs> Jelly and peanut butter? I like them individually, but not as a duo. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> what if you made it a trio with the piece of bread? <laughs> or some mutton. So my least favorite character it's is the, <laughs> the inspector. Inspector Cobb. Yeah, he's pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene is from when they get the impossible challenge where they have to drive through the park and to try to save the subway train from exploding mm-hmm. to when it explodes, basically. It explodes. My favorite line was they stole the Yugo, which we talked about. At some point, they realize the Yugo's not fast enough, so they're going to steal a different car. No, he said, I'm going to get us a phone when he sees the oh, guy yeah, talking, he sees on, the guy his talking on his phone. Because his phone got, got shot in the elevator. So they steal this dude's car, and uh, John or Tony picked the line where he said, who's the 21st president? And then after that, he says, that guy was pissed. And John says, he'll feel better when he looks in the back seat. And Zeus is like, oh, that was my gold bar, because he left it in the Yugo. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object is when they try to do the trace thing and we see those big circles moving like like it's an old movie being run. Well, it is an old movie. And <laughs> the, the giant cassette tape. All, yeah, and all the cords and everybody's connected. It just made me laugh. Um, and I am also going to maybe this movie. You guys are all wrong. <laughs> I hate it, motherfucker. I was it's, talking to them. It's a fun movie. And I do think that people should watch that, at least a couple of the Die Hard movies. That sounds, sounds like, like a yay. yay. But <laughs> it also was just a little too, a little too much. Like what? 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 That? No. <laughs> okay. Well, my favorite character is John. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite character is Zeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene is when they're driving through the park. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is. Asshole. I was going to call you asshole, asshole. Have I oppressed you? Have I oppressed your people? You don't like me because you're racist. You don't like me because I'm white. He says, no, I don't like you because you're going to get me killed. It's valid points. Mm-hmm. That's a great line. And my favorite tertiary object is the box of Dunkin' Donuts in the garbage can by the payphone for the St. Ides question. Mm-hmm. That is a tertiary object for yes right there. <laughs> Because if I none they of you, do go straight to your ass, you're correct. Uh-huh. None of you even noticed that, did you? No. I don't know why. I was like, "Ooh, Dunkin' Donuts!" And for the rest of the movie, I wanted donuts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there you go, Carly. Please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs and email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. I would also like to say happy birthday to listener Ben. I wish we had said it in last week's episode, but I didn't know your birthday was coming up. <laughs> so you're since getting you, this message a week late. Since your birthday was in, what, October? No, his birthday was the day... Oh, uh, we recorded more than one. It was the day Sweeney Todd came out. All right, well, that was weeks ago. <laughs> As we record... So here yesterday. we are in mid-November. <laughs> here we are in mid-November. And that birthday was about Somewhere a month ago. Two weeks late with the happy I'm birthday. I'm sorry. The only thing we gave you for your birthday was Sweeney Todd. <gasps> <laughs> I don't like that movie. I don't know if Ben does. Let All me know, right. Ben. I'm going to assume Ben has good taste and doesn't like it. Oh, oh, snap. Damn. What song did you pick? This one song they keep playing over and over in the movie. Oh. Go, okay. go, 
marching. So next week, down, it's called the Ants Go Marching. Uh, no, it's called When Johnny Comes Marching Home. The movie, no. That song is 250 years old. What you were talking about is, I don't know, maybe 50 years old? It's a, yours is a nursery rhyme. Yeah. It's kind of like Yankee Doodle where they've been using that same beat forever. Marching down to the ground. All right, so tune in next week on the podcast. For Tony's pick, Crocodile Dundee. That's too loud. So Paul Hogan stated that people in the U.S. saw his characters across between Chuck Norris and Rambo. Are you serious? (laughs) He's delusional. Wow. But my pick is... It needs to be Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> well, no, can do it or not. I would have. Is 2017's The Mummy. With Tom Cruise. With Tom Cruise. Most people hated it. So we'll see what you guys think. And that's Tony's contribution to Thanksgiving. Yes. Because your episode will be coming out around Thanksgiving or something like that? Mm-hmm. A couple oh, weeks before? Yeah, a couple weeks before. So right as you're sliding into that food coma, <laughs> you're about a mummy. Well, we'll all look it's forward like to the that. pilgrims did. Well, really, this is the first time that the mummy has, or the will only be the second time out of all the monster movies we've done where the mummy comes up because the only other t- time we had the mummy was in the Monster Squad. Ooh, go back and listen. Trying to, to give the vampires and werewolves a break. So. All right, well, friends, go back listen to the Monster Squad episode in preparation of the mummy.